Hello everyone and welcome to episode 128 of Squared Circle Gazette Radio. Happy New Year! I am Liam O'Rourke alongside G. John Chase. Hello! Kieran O'Rourke. Alright. And Carl Jones. Arigato. And we are here this week. Theme of the show is Wrestle Kingdom 12, of course. Uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling's annual spectacular from the Tokyo Dome uh, that we're going to be talking all about here today at SCG Radio. Uh, a little bit of housekeeping before we do get going. Of course, it is the first show, 2018, and we are vowing to uh, return to you with a bit more of a regular schedule than we did last year. But not promise. <laughs> but not promise. Vows are there to be broken. After all, correct. Yes, we did do two shows uh, in one week. We posted Christmas week last year, so if you want to go back and catch them, we do, of course, have the 2017 Christmas show, as well as uh, a show with me and Matt Holt talking about Crazy Like a Fox, the definitive chronicle of Brian Pillman 20 years later, written by yours truly, uh, that you can go back and listen to at squaredcirclegazette.com, where we archive every show we've ever done. Uh, lots of ideas flown around the open table for for podcast this year, so it could be a very, uh, could be a lot of fun here in the uh, in the immediate future, especially some of the shows and, uh, and ideas we've got flown around the open table. We'll get to some of them. Uh, but again, no promises. No promises. No promises. So let's get here now to uh, New Japan Wrestle Kingdom 12. Of course, as we do every year, we always watch this show. It's always a good kind of barometer for what's going on because uh, myself and G are longtime New Japan regulars. Uh, Kieran, you've been kind of watching it a little bit more regularly over the last year, I believe. You did watch uh, some of the G1, I believe, as well this year. Well, just to go uh, a quick overview. Yeah, I was a big, I was a big new, uh, mid-90s fan, just yes. reading your, watching your stuff. Um, yeah, in and out of it, I need access to it. But um, yeah, I do. I probably actually I'll talk about it at the end of the show, but I'll probably yeah, I think I'll pay more attention to it going forward because it's. Uh, Interesting. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, we'll get on to that. I'm sure you'll. you'll yes, the, the, uh, we will come to that point, Carl. Uh, over the last year, you're kind of uh, your fandom. It's the only thing I watch consistently. Yeah. Because God knows I don't watch the E that much these days. Yeah, my 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 WWE habits have fallen quite drastically. Oh, in. Well, yeah, I meant to say this actually after the last show. I've been away a while, and <laughs> I felt I was a little salty on the last show. <laughs> um, a little gravelled my about a little a little bit of old man Jones in me, and you know, no one wants a bit of old man Jones. In me. <laughs> Um, put the E. I haven't watched it in weeks. That's, that's the point. Yeah, that's where we're going to. Uh, so, of course, speaking of not watch, um, the New Japan Rumble. I don't know if how many people of us around the Oaken Table actually watched this in full. No, I, I didn't see it. The, sh- the show is you know, long enough as it is, and I have early bird specials to get to. Yes. So, you know. Kieran, did you watch New Japan Rumble? Yes. I did too. Gee, I think you kind of may have watched this in, in part. I, I skimmed. So we move now to the actual card itself, the main card. Um, I watched the show entirely in Japanese. Kieran, uh, you were a mix, but mostly the English. Yeah, uh, preference has always been Japanese. Probably, again, spoke about it before. Just the emotion is yeah, it's authentic, same, same it's proper. Um, but obviously, given that I haven't been familiar with storylines over the past year of New Japan, I wanted to at least kind of know what the background so I watched the uh, the US the, the English commentary up until about three seconds into the main event when it was obvious that to me the American commentators weren't going to um, really do the match justice given the atmosphere I just wanted that authentic feel and yeah just change over to the Japanese for the main event I probably if I had time I probably want to watch the whole show again in, in Japanese mm. but yeah the first, first go up to the main was English I'm sorry well presumably by that point Callis would have needed a cigarette after Jericho Omega, <laughs> yeah, he did. He probably got his jollies off to such an extent that you know he's so, all took it out. <laughs> and Carl, you were J- all, all Japanese. All Japanese. Yeah. G, 
Uh, I watched uh, a few of the matches in uh, Japanese live at the time, mainly uh, the key match I wanted to see, the uh, Omega Jericho, but then watched the entire show back with the uh, American commentary. Very interesting. I'll, I'll uh, defer to you on the English, because like I said, I didn't, uh, I didn't hear myself. Show and Yo, along with Rocky Romero, kick us off against Carl's favourite tag team, Matt and Nick Jackson, the Young Bucks, uh, for the IWGP Junior Championships. Uh, so, kick us off, fellas. I'm kind of interested to see what people thought of this. Matt's great, right? Matt? Matt Jackson? Yeah. And yeah. selling the back? He's just great. Yeah. I love the guy. <laughs> He's hilarious. But Nick's got I that. love his verbiage. Nick has got a prick swagger to him, though, as yeah. well. They do. I think he's probably. Yeah, I was paying more attention when Nick was. Uh, or Matt was selling. Maybe I was just paying more attention to when. I think he had a couple of little, little uh, on camera verbiage moments. I think I said this last year, actually, was what I was rather entertained by them. That they're stuck in the Omega match, uh, just supplementary figures. Um, and yeah, I got a kick out of them. Yeah, okay. all right. Yeah, I was. <laughs> Yeah, I was. I've, I've kind of been a bit kind of up and down about them because I kind of I've put them in the same kind of like ricochet standpoint of like no psychology and all flips and apparently thrills. Um, but with uh, this match, apart, apart from like the only time I kind of really enjoyed them was actually when I, when we saw them live at Dragon Gate uh, many uh, moons ago. Uh, but I I actually really enjoyed this match. I, I quite like uh, uh, Yo and Show. I mean, they still kind of come across as quite uh, green, even though I know they've gone on their excursion and yeah. so on and all that stuff they still seem a bit kind of like still in the wrapper a little bit um but no i i was actually quite impressed with the young bucks and it just kind of it's just kind of funny how a little bit of uh, psychology and selling kind of helps uh that group out and i agree with you i thought matt uh really kind of stood out there like i thought his selling was uh was really good he actually carried that selling through um to his entrance with omega yeah, where is. he was still holding the back a good solid uh opening bat match kind of reminds me of the days of when they had um uh, what they called Apollo, Apollo 55. 55 Apollo 55 yeah yeah uh, Devin so I was I was actually far more uh, yeah I like this match a lot actually this was uh, one of the better like I said just the better efforts of just kind of again it's working on the back of Yo I'm far more into Show than I am Yo the, the, the guy yeah, yeah, the goal guy <laughs> if that helps really? so, oh. the, the, there's a combination Swanton Bomb DDT on the 8 when they had him on the second rope that yeah. looked like he just fucking killed Yo's back yeah. uh, Carl I want you to jump in here because I, I, there were bits to this match that I want to get to but you I can probably guess which bits they may be you're, you're kind of um, ornery there in the corner and I want to know what you think but I, I don't really know what to make of Hose for show just yet it's only the second time I've ever seen them <laughs> Everyone knows my views on the Young Bucks. There's no revelation there. I feel like we're giving them far too much credit for the sell of the back. It was hokey. Come on. It was it was it was comedy selling. I didn't I, I disagree. I, I I particularly didn't like the kick to the back spot between the, the four of them in the ring. I thought that was ridiculous. What? I just I just I found it generally quite clunky. Really? Yeah, honestly did. Uh I will say this. They at least limited the super kick for a change, yeah, which was nice. How many did you count, Carl? There were four that I counted. Had you started drinking by this point, or did you wait till I was, the second No, match? I was so stone-cold sober throughout the duration that of this show. Why. <laughs> yeah, hey, good I, job. I would have just thought myself, I, I just thought that bit where they were kicking the, uh, the, the ponies back, I thought it was quite amusing, but I thought it was just on play on like the usual kind of... It was. It was. It was the play on that where they were kicking each other's tag partner. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but it's... Two backs were both injured, so it's like... But it was parody. Yeah, actually, there was once the there was one exactly. spot. Hence, I don't like them. There was <laughs> there was one spot later in the show we'll get to that felt more egregious than that. But yeah, that was kind of like a, a play off the uh, the dick measuring yeah. spot from New Japan where they just elbow each other until one of them eventually crumbles. But I did like this. Match. I I did just in terms. Of, I thought the match was 
wasn't great. It was fine. It was, yeah, it was yeah, perfectly yeah. acceptable. Um, in terms of the spot, I did like the spot. I was 50-50 on the spot. I actually <laughs> loved the idea of the spot. Um, and it was funny for like, yeah, a couple of seconds. But it was clunky getting out of it. I thought it was a bit of a... Yeah, they had their little fun spot and then didn't think of really where... It, yeah, I will say... I will, yeah, I will say, on that on that note, there was a kind of feeling for me that Punky didn't get to really show their stuff all no. that much compared to how much the Young Bucks got in. And I guess with the idea being that the Bucks were going to win and kind of outclass them pretty much yeah. most of the way, it was like, well, there you go, that's kind of... Uh, that's well, that, I suppose. Seven-time champs, isn't it, against the, seven the, time the champ. champs? But, yeah, I, I don't... You know, those junior tag belts, though, they just, like... They've had... They've held... And let's be frank, what do the numbers mean? Well, here's some it's numbers. It's a work. Here's some numbers for I, I you. I imagine they're going to get the belts back. Oh, yeah, well, yeah, of they're course. Get the belts back, but so. the, the thing is, like, okay, here's some numbers. Seven-time tag team champions, the Young Bucks, they've only had nine defences... In those seven reigns, that's the tag. That's the junior tag. You know what? I'm going to say that. I'm going to say this about this fucking commentary now because it's in my mind. But <laughs> Callis and Kelly, Callis and Kelly, particularly Callis, and this ties into my salty, pissed off nature about wrestling in general. About oh, this yeah. smarty, smart look at this. Aren't we all in together? It's we all know everything. Fuck you, Callis. All the way through the little references to marks, yeah. to booking, to shooting. Yeah. In this one, when they're their repetition of gimmicks themselves like seven time champ seven time champ or whatever the fuck it was it's it's great on me it's like you're such an insider you have to use insider references to 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 marks who means nothing to it's like the gimmick is yeah we all know it's it just fucking did my head yeah me too false ass ah just fucking yeah like I said as an opener this I like this more than the usual Junior opener because the usual junior opener is is kind of what we saw a little bit later on, but it's usually the meaningless fucking shit all over the place. And I thought this one had a little bit more rhyme and reason to it. So what, what it's been usually, well, at least the last couple of years I remember, it has has involved the young bucks, but it's just had that. Uh, well, it had the the Rocky Romero, um, uh, the Russian guy, <laughs> no, uh, it's uh, whatever their team was, uh, hooligans, 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 yeah, uh, and and they just had these random teams. And Beretta was down and that stuff like. And I haven't been paying any attention to this. I was actually kind of surprised by the finish because I was kind of thinking that they were going to keep the belts on the new young guys so I thought they might maybe move the bucks up somewhere but nah. I think, like I said I think the story for now is going to be bucks keep it they chase so yeah. there you go now yeah. they've got a reason to chase <laughs> speaking of tag teams let's talk about the six man tag team championships the tag team gauntlet here uh, yeah we start with Michael Elgin I would have put this straight after another tag match as well yeah, mm, yeah. they had a litany of uh, singles they, they, have, they have a tendency to do this though and a lot of, you look at a lot of their um a lot of the G1 shows and a lot, a lot of I'll call it sort of B shows for lack of a better term they have a tendency to throw three or four tag matches in consecutive yeah. order really. a six man then an eight man then a tag I, and then yeah I just yeah. wouldn't have done this match full stop what the fuck was Ishii doing in this <laughs> dude that was, that was, that this was, happened last year I know, I know <laughs> but it's like he's doing it's like what are they doing with the guy I mean, so, that's the reason that's the thing I mean yeah. these these matches are they are what they are you know, I don't. I don't wish to be sort of as, as vapid as that, but it's it's a throwaway match. It, it's it, it amounts to filler, um, un unless you're going to have a you know a, a, a three man team sort of run through the gun, or you're going to use it to really showcase someone, which wasn't the case with what they did here. The fact that there was no real standout in it, and just that I thought it was a waste of Ishii and Zack Sabre Jr. Mm. just left me... 
cold it, and old. Yeah, thing. generally. It just feels like the, those belts, because those are, you're talking about flip-flopping of titles, those belts have flip-flopped even more in the short space of time they've been established. Well, it's too, and, it's too many belts. Yeah. You don't but, need but them. They, they, yeah, exactly. But they, they literally feel like belts that were catered-made for the MWO B team. That's what it sounds like. It's basically the B team of, of, of Chaos and uh, LIJ and New Japan. So it's just these B team guys. Oh, let's give them something to do. It's like, you don't need them. Like, if you're going to do those, then get rid of the other tag belts. So that they're, they're the only tag belts there. If you're going to do, like, the whole gang warfare thing, then that would be quite poignant. But when you have three different title belts, two of them are heavyweights, technically, mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's just too much. And this match was just, from what Carl was mentioning, we saw about Ishii, a complete waste of Ishii's time. Uh, a, a waste of uh, Zack Saber as well because he's a talented guy. But on the plus side, because yeah. there are yeah you know, there are silver linings to yeah. close. It did mean there was no emphasis on bad luck Farley <laughs> or, or Tamatanga. I'm my not well, a fan of. My goodness, well. is Farley getting bigger by the day? By the way, it or seems what? that way. You, you know, Ishii suplexed him, you, and it was fucking you, oh, great. Yeah. What a spot! But you know, you know, he's getting fouled when he's not got the single. Well, he's still got the single on, but he's now wearing like a shirt. There's a, a bowling shirt, a very baggy like you know. Hawaiian size shirt, fucking war machine. Yeah, yeah. Coming to NXT New Year. Oh really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. They, they were until quite recently. Nothing grinds my gears. Like they come out and it's a cool. So many cool outfits by the Japanese guys on the show. So yeah, yeah. Um, the guy came what out. Exception. No, I get too late. Anyway, the guy comes out with a little like masquerade mask on. Whoever yeah. he was, I love that outfit. Um, and then he's got fucking saber walking you now down with him and like. Thanks for the effort, Jack. Um, <laughs> he's like a skinny nerd, dude. Anyway. I mean, they made they tried to make him like the star of the first segment of the match. Yeah, yeah. But is he from, from the look? Are they yeah. a group? Because there's like nice and it. it's like... It's, 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 it's Honestly, this is I think, is the that, best way you can describe it. That's really. gone in general, really. Yeah. That, that, oh, apart from Suzuki, who's awesome. But so you got like in this team, you've got Taichi who sucks, Azuka <laughs> who sucks, and Zack Sabre Jr. who's capable of some good things. We saw that in G1. But... Yeah, as a, as a as a sound unit, no, no. thank you. And they they got they got pretty much fucked off. Pretty thought, really, I, thought, by Yano. I thought none of the units like worked out. Oh, that's the thing. The so lack of synergy. It really looks like this. Th did they just keep those belts around so come the big shows they can stick like sixteen guys in one match? Because yeah. that's yeah. what it seems Literally. like. And then to cap this off, I don't know if you've seen the the, the, the show the very next day. Mm -hmm. Is that those guys lost the belts right back to Fat Fuck Fail and, yeah, yeah. and, the, and the, the Tama Tonga twins or whatever they're called? <laughs> you know, so so that match was completely rendered pointless. Yeah, yeah, completely pointless result. Um, so we'll move on here. I think we're all kind of in dismay about the fate of poor Ishi. Um, Cody versus Kota Ibushi is next on the docket, and let's discuss Cody Rhodes's look first of all. Fans of the blonde hair and the rings. No, no, it was not. Uh, no, fuck that. First of all, the greatness of New Japan was on watching the fucking the, the start of the show and it's running through all the matches. Yeah, what did ya? Yeah. Goddy versus Kota Ibushi. And it's like, Japan versus USO, handsome matcha. Handsome matcha. <laughs> US versus Japan, handsome match. Fucking amazing. He looks like someone who should be on a sex offended register somewhere I'll be honest I like the look that I like the look <laughs> <laughs> I, I just I, like I just well, I just thought it made him look quite seedy so yeah this is his, uh, his new look that he, he, he debuted at Final Battle in ROH but uh, yeah. he's yeah I mean he wants to be he wants to try and stand out and be uh, he, he, honestly I, 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 I wasn't a big fan of the, the trunks the, the red and the, the yeah no I didn't that wasn't that. a good look he, he, but, uh, he needs to stick with uh, I think black on that anything well, I, I, just, I just generally took the blonde hair as in he's 
son of Dustin. Dustin yeah, Rhodes, a, bit, it's a, bit, a bit of an homage. He's just, yeah, yeah, it's an homage, really. But like, I, I don't, I don't quite mind like the gimmick of him because I actually quite like Cody Rhodes, but. Um, you know, the two of them together are interesting. Yeah, I'm not so sure. Two, Brandy, I'm like, when I'm she came not, down the aisle, she started talking about. Um, didn't she call the fans marks Mark, at one point? Yeah, again, I'm like, that, yeah. oh fuck. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not sold. I'm not sold on pairing. Well, in, in, that, in that case, on that on that front, then I would I wouldn't watch the the, 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 the show the very next day because she's actually on commentary for the for the match with oh, Cody Rhodes, and there's a bit and her and Callis are pretty much doing that kind of back and forth about things like that. Oh, I'm but, sure um, but other than that, as I said, I, I quite like Cody Rhodes. I, I don't mind the gimmick because it's better than it's better than freaking the dashing one or the the one where you had the mask on and. Am I the only person who like dashing Cody Rhodes? I, I, didn't, I didn't mind. I thought he did a decent job. But yeah. I just thought, like, it's a natural scene, man. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I, was, uh, yeah. I wasn't yearning for main but, events with it. Yeah. but I liked it. But but, but I just I just always thought Cody Rhodes could maybe do a little bit more than that. And I'm not saying I'm not saying that this gimmick he has now is that, but it's better than what he has yeah. done okay. before. And to, and, to, and to that point, it can do a little bit more. Yeah. I like the match for the most part, mm -hmm. but I've, I've defended Cody to quite a few people. Mm -hmm. uh, none of you around this table, but I was actually a bit underwhelmed with him in this. Really? Yeah. Really? Oh, that was the best uh, team looking yeah, yeah. at me. What are the expectations on Cody Rhodes? I, I, I've never. I, I've I, never just, I, I, I just. I thought he was solid and he's yeah. in Dakota, so there you go. go. Yeah. I I I, th I thought I was for, for me on this match because I had no interest in this. I had no interest when apparently it was for the Ring of Honor title. And then as soon as he lost that, I was like, what's the point in this match apart from maybe Ibushi's going over because hopefully the Ibushi sorted himself out and he's going to stick around for a while. Probably isn't. But I. Th it's I, funny because normally I, you're bearing company for that, so you've changed. <laughs> um, com just to interrupt you, on the English commentary, the yeah. Uh, again, for what this means, I mean, I would have thought they'd have yeah. some kind of synergy with the company's direction, but they yeah. they were putting it over like whoever won the match is in line for you know a shot at yeah uh, getting bumped up a little bit in some respects. I I was I was getting that general opinion before the match even started. Yeah. I was thinking like if if, if Oboshi wins this, then I'm assuming this is like like a, a leg up basically to, to, to kind of get started but I was actually because this is one of the matches I saw live uh, it was actually the first match I saw live um, I was like I was actually pleasantly surprised by this match uh, I thought Ibushi I'm always going to love the guy I think he's got all the talent in the world I think he's fantastic and the only thing that frustrates me about him is that he doesn't like he just doesn't settle down when is he going to settle down? It's like, when is he going to pick a company? I know. It's like, I like when, 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 when is he just going to pick a company and just stay there so the company can turn around and say, okay, we can actually invest in you and push you because I, I genuinely think he's got all the talent in the world. I think if he stays in that company, I think he could go really high up there. Uh, I'd quite like the little moment with him and Brandy where like, it looked like Brandy was hurt and like uh, Ibushi was tending to her and then obviously Cody yes yeah, all the rules I thought that was pretty good and uh, the Jesus the, the crossroads was oh, just no. that, that looked that, that looked me. devastating for a guy who has had neck surgery already yeah, yeah. Does not need to be doing yeah, that at no all. There's no work in that. That was he. He landed on his head on. That. Not a lot makes me go. Oh, for fuck's sake! Out yeah. loud when I'm on my own. Oh, there's one later on. Usually, me. I screamed. Anyway, I screamed when he landed. I was like, oh, fucking goddammit, Kota Bushi! What are you doing? Well, no, I thought I thought this was actually a rather entertaining match, and and especially like it was also a great segue. I know I keep going back to the, the show that goes afterwards. Um, it was a great segue to what happens on that yeah, show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is a great angle. I thought. Yeah, I thought this was actually one of Cody's better efforts, and, and a lot of it is the fact that he's with Kota Ibushi. You're not as high on this one, though, Carl. No, I, I don't get me wrong. I, I enjoyed the match, but obviously I I have a 
higher higher opinion of Cody than than really? others seem to, and, I, and because of that, I obviously mm. expect a little bit more right, wrong, or otherwise. But tacking on to G's point, and obviously this whole premise of Ibushi doesn't hang around anywhere, or mm. more of a freelancer. Yeah. To that end, I was surprised by the result. Yeah, I, I expected Cody to win. Mm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, especially since he's no, no, have... you know, not negatively surprised or anything. Just, just not yeah. genuinely yeah, surprised. Yeah, me too. I think, I think in my own, yeah, it's a good point. In my own head, I kind of figured this was a, a Cody win, kind of getting more in the mix. On the crossroads off the apron, I will say at least they did get the most, and it was used as a, a wonderful near count out spot. Which it was. Bought, so yeah, nineteen gets yeah, back yeah. in. They worked the neck a little bit afterwards too, so that was quite nice. And it went to the Phoenix Splash, which hasn't done in a while. It feels like so. Good stuff there. Moving now to. Um, KES, the Killer Elite Squad, Davy Boy Smith and Lance Archer against Evil and Sanada. This is uh, get, this has got some mixed reviews. Third tag match um, out four. <laughs> Carl. Yeah, I um, I'm not entirely sure what Archer's trying to be. I think I I, I, I put that in my yeah. notes here. Yeah. You know, the the Volvic Cowboy, <laughs> as opposed to James Storm, and it's. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't really know what that's supposed to be. I'm, I'm, I'm going to walk down, drinking my water, spitting it at people that it won't reach, taking I another one out. Volvo cowboy. Oh right. <laughs> <laughs> I was well confused. What the fuck are you on about? That's Volvo cowboy's better. To be honest, Kotobushi's new nickname. You said shit hard as well. Yeah, him and, and well. Junior's just become a knockoff of his dad completely. Of all the looks <laughs> of his father to pick, he picks the fucking. <laughs> 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 but um, where's the passing when you need? No, but yeah, I, I thought um, regardless of of the result and spoilers, Evil and Sonata go over. Um, it was very much one way traffic for for mm. most of the match. I think that it. Startled me just how much of the match Archer and, and Junior had. Killer bomb straight away on yeah. the evil yeah. and yeah. I really wasn't expecting sort of the, the evil and Sonata fighting from underneath with little flurries. Yeah, me either. It didn't really seem to fit, but then again, it's like. Uh, and, and the young boys took a kicking outside. Oh, the which, young you know, boys got it on this whole oh, show. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. This whole show is a recurring theme. So, so Carl, so, uh, so, sorry, just to clarify, so how, how did. You, did you like the match or not like the match or just feel indifferent? It, it was, it, no, I, I, it was about about as good as I probably could have mm. expected. Really, not being particularly high on Archer or mm. or, or Davey, and, and not having seen a lot of Evil and Sonata, really, and, and what I have seen of of Evil, I've been fairly underwhelmed mm. by. So, mm. that bearing you know, that that sort of background in mind, I'm, mm. I thought it was fine, you know, enjoyable. Um, the crowd certainly into it by the end of it. So, mm-hmm. you know. I uh, I actually quite liked this match. Um, I was quite surprised by it because I thought there was a potential for it to be good because you know I actually don't mind uh, uh, the Killer Elite Squad. Uh, again, I was, I, as you said, with the pacing of the match, I was quite surprised by it by the one-sidedness of it, um, and particularly like Sonata like eating shit for so long. I I predicted that. Uh, that they were going to win. I, I knew they were going to win, but then I, I was also wrong as I thought all of LIJ were going to win their belts. It was interesting how they went with just essentially the one heat for like the entire match, and it was quite a long match uh, of just beating Sonata down till till Evil came in. I, I, I yeah, I, I just I just kind of enjoyed the work. I'm not going to turn around. It wasn't the best match on the show by far, but it certainly wasn't the weakest. We've already talked about it, but it's um. But no, I thought it was a really serviceable match, and uh, I think to to the question brought up about um, what was Archer doing, 
uh, with the water. I think that was just simply uh, trying to wake up the audience because when they, their music hit and they came out, there was fucking tumbleweed rolling across the freaking entranceway. So I think Archer was just trying to figure out... Well, he obviously wasn't figuring out at the time. He came out with the water bottles, but I think he, he was just literally trying to get... He was trying to heat them up, yeah. Uh, it was fine, it worked, but I, I, I would struggle to say a ton more than that because it was like... Okay, they got the belts in Evil and Sonata, and they probably should have because the tag division needs some kind of fucking yeah, yeah. uh, native yeah. presence. Oh yeah, yeah, my god, does it ever. Yeah, I, 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 don't, don't get me wrong, I'm not trying to say it's so many instant classic, but I'm just saying, like, in comparison to usually what these tag, t these tag title matches are like on this show, they're usually absolutely shit, or mean nothing, And it, but this one was like... It was a little different. It was a little different. Had a story. You saw the the killer eats god look strong, and it went. The, the bell went to the right people in the end. So it was just like yeah, it was just it was a little bit more interesting than the usual garbage they have. Moving on now to the Never Championship, the great Minoru Suzuki defends against Hiroki Goto. I love Minoru Suzuki. I fucking love this guy so much. He's fucking great, isn't he? Uh, this was tremendous. <laughs> I've like seen this match about a billion times. Oh, you probably have. It doesn't matter. Of the 12 Wrestle Kingdoms, how many times have these two fought? <laughs> There's always been some kind of pairing. I'm not sure it's if these two have. It's kind of number three, I think. Yeah, yeah that, that, that kind of range of that kind of guy. It's like, you know, Ishii and Suzuki have been dying to happen for ages. I always, To be honest, I kind of felt like I really wanted that match this year. Ishii and Suzuki mm. at Wrestle Kingdom. I think that would have been great so I was a little bit disheartened when, when, uh, when Goto got the, the call to wrestle but hey ho I shouldn't complain because this ended up being pretty damn great and uh, just it, man he just beat the shit out of Goto oh, <laughs> vicious striking you, you, you got him having to fight from underneath because of the early choke the choke out hanging yeah. that was great yeah, you know, that match of awesome visuals because you got that you got the blood from the mouth as well it was just wonderful stuff I know we've talked about the uh, Suzuki's no selling, but it's fucking beautiful. Not only is it beautiful, it's made better by his laugh. <laughs> that is, yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's, it made me think of uh, over Christmas sometime. I threatened our father with a beating, and he just laughed laughed at me in the face. <laughs> and it was really funny because it was true that it was laughable that I'd kick his ass. And that's like this. It was like, yeah, you're not Suzuki, mate. And when the, the fucking the punch bag combo is, oh, oh man. Oh. <sighs> Battered him, and he was just not fighting back at all. Yeah. He was just slapping him in the face. So awesome. many great face slaps on this show. Yeah. Elbows, uh, oh. some great elbows done by Suzuki here. Awesome stuff. Uh, Goto finally starts to rally. This was actually yeah. feeling a lot like the previous match. I thought where it's like heel heat straight in there. Mm. Anything that Goto rallies is is mm. not getting anyway. He finally does. Here come the the, the losers in Suzuki Goon uh, to, yeah. <laughs> to kind of uh, try and mm. kind of you know do whatever. Yoshihashi comes along, breaks it up. Doesn't matter. Um, and then Minoru with a headbutt, which I thought was quite good, just for the tie-in to the fact that it was a headbutt that ended Shibata's that's, career. That's, that was the moment where I said, oh, like, rather than the, uh, the crossroads, where I just went, because it, he heard the thud, I was like, oh, come on. It's just like, do you not watch Shibata? Do you not see Shibata? That's, it's like, come it on, was. you've got to stop this It now. was. and I, I know why they did it, but... I, 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 yeah, I don't think it was... For whatever reason, it didn't feel as bad to me as the other ones. I don't know why. Um... But yeah, it's the height. Go, go to and Shibata being the uh, the guys who came up together and best friends and all that stuff. Yeah. And then Suzuki uses a headbutt on Goto in this match. I thought that was yeah. just a great touch. Um, and then yeah, in the end, he goes for the Gutch pile driver, can't get it, and then Goto wins with the GTR. So, but after the match, of course, the greatness of of the guys yeah. carrying him off and then him turning around, saying no, heading back to the ring to do the honourable thing, even though he's pissed that he lost. No, that's brilliant. 
kicks yeah. kicks his chair out of the way. Yeah. Kicks yeah. Gareth's chair out of the way. Fuck, Fuck you. you. You're not doing My it. My chair g- grabs the fucking shears himself and shears himself. Yeah. yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. But, yeah. And McCray gave me a, a warm round yeah. of applause. Like, Just a wonderful man. man. A warrior. Yeah. A warrior. Even That's the thing but I love about even, Suzuki. Even during this, he broke slightly. <laughs> I don't know if you noticed. He yeah. broke slightly on the way to the ring. He picked the, you know, he's obviously power walking to the ring. It's a long ass way down there. Mm. Power walking, just to time it right with the music. And even he can't resist a slight wry smile as he gets in the ring ready yeah. for it. Yeah. <laughs> the which, which, which just made me love him even more. Yeah, and they play, put the, the, the thing on the on the walls, so it's like a big karaoke thing, everybody's singing it yeah. in the building, which they always do anyway, but it, it was, was just, loud, it was loud, it was louder yeah. than ever it felt like, and by the end, the next day, New Year's Dash, yeah. he looked like a bald baby. <laughs> really? it was like, the thing I love about Suzuki, when you watch him on, in a beat down like this, mm. he comes off like such a prick. Like he just like the, oh, the kind of dojo he's guy. He's a great worker. Yeah. He comes off like a dojo trainer that is malicious, and if you're losing, he wants to really fucking hurt you because yeah, yeah, you're yeah. losing. Come, you're not good come, enough. Comes off like yes, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 yeah. I think it comes across prick, but I was just like because it was weird because when this match was announced, I, I was like you. I just wasn't infused by this pairing. I was just like um, uh, Goto was just. Oh, he's just been so meandering for ages, and it was absolutely like fantastic. I always I, like Goto though. So I, I, yeah, I like, I like, I like Goto because yeah. I'm not familiar like, like you yeah. guys, I guess. So yeah, I like Goto. The thing is, was funny. The, the thing with Goto for me, and the, the reason why I say that is because Goto is to me like the perennial, almost there, very good mm. in everything that he does, but is missing the spark. Mm. And so, oh, like, yeah, and because he feels like he's done everything he can do and he's not going to get to the next level Mm. matches like this like you say feel like they've been happening forever so that's why it's like it's on paper Goto and Suzuki of course it's going to be great when it actually happens but beforehand it doesn't really tickle the ivories as it were also kind of like made me go "Mm," about this match was the hair stipulation because I'm just going from it from the the way the Americans do a heavy hair match of just like oh wow they really have nothing for Goto Uh, but then when you kind of like listen to the story about it which uh, some of the pre-shows when they're hyping up where they're trying to explain about like the shaving of, of the head and stuff like that is, is quite a humiliating act. Um, I was like, okay, and like Goto had, literally has nothing left to give other than his hair. And it's like he, he's that kind of low on the ground at the moment. Like he has to build himself back up somewhere. Uh, and, and you need some sort of stakes in the game. And I was like, okay, so I'm buying into this now a little bit more. And like the ch- the hangman choke, and like I thought Goto's selling of that. He's like, his eyes roll in the back of his head. Goto he just comes like, in. yeah, like the eyes roll in the back Fight of the head. <laughs> like I thought, like Goto was just like, uh, it's more disheartening to probably say like a punching bag, but like he was, and he played the punching bag role really well. And Suzuki <laughs> was just, Suzuki, Suzuki was just awesome in this. And when you say like he's a, he comes across as such a prick, he does, but also to me, like in this match particularly, he actually came across quite scary in this. He's like sort of the guy where like, scary. like you don't want to see, he's the one you don't want to see down an alley it's like you turn around there's two alleys there's him and then there's Pennywise and you're thinking like I might take my chances with the imaginary clown more than than, than him because fucking because it breaks my heart that this modern wrestling world has got you talking about a guy who you believe is like that special that's fucking sad <laughs> the fact the one guy makes you feel that way is fucking sad yeah yeah <laughs> But then, like watching this, it just reminded me of like why he's uh, freaking awesome and why he should hopefully be winning the Intercontinental Title soon. That that match was a great way, uh, a more modern way uh, of just showing how you put over a babyface to look fucking so resilient and like a badass in their own right of like that he took that much punishment, he got slapped to sh- hell, got slapped like a bitch, head butted, all this stuff like, and it was so great. 
and then at, whilst at the same time the heel even losing still looks like a baddest ass motherfucker in the room yeah. and like they just did that and that was without the whole pit where, where he shaves his own head you, you still look like a badass even in losing but they just pinpointed that by even though he's an asshole he has honour amongst himself <laughs> no one else doesn't give a shit about anyone else but he turns around and says okay you fucking beat me hate that but I'm going to do it, you know, because obviously Japanese stipulations always count. I, I, and also, I, I, I'm, I'm just going to disagree that because I thought the point was he did respect him and have honour getting beat because that was the whole little look he gave him. Like, fair enough, he beat me. Mm. Didn't like it, but fuck it, he's a man, he's a fighter, he's a yeah. fucking warrior, so I'll mm. go through with it. Yeah. He accepted it. But on the following uh, show that they did, um, he uh, basically just uh, beat the piss out of Tanahashi. Yeah. He literally just rolled him out to the outside, handed him in a leg lock, and like Tanahashi was crying. Nobody came to help him. He just beat him up, rolled him Aww. in the ring, beat him up some more, and then Poor basically Tanahashi. just said, like, yeah, I'm coming for the Intercontinental title. Aww. I'm bald now. I look like a baby. <laughs> but this I'm is all to be your daddy. Geez, translation, folks, not his. Um, <laughs> Marty Skrull, Hiromu Takahashi, Will Ospreay, and Kushida for the Junior Championship. Carl is reaching for go, his Carl. notes. Well, I, just, I just find it quite comical the way that Liam looks at me the instant he mentions the name Will Ospreay <laughs> <laughs> well there you go Britain's own pride of Britain don't give a shit where he's from Marty Skrull comes out dressed as a bird yeah yeah in the context of retarded outfits on the show Will there's better to come so. yeah <laughs> <laughs> didn't mind it to be honest <laughs> he was kind of doing the whole villain thing kind, yeah. Of, yeah. kind of a homeless Mary Poppins He's got the vulture thing going anyway that he does all the time. I think I think it's more trying to hint towards the penguin, but and and I more I more got a personal enjoyment from when at one point like he's at the ring he immediately bails out the ring to start the match and then he looks at Osprey and gives him the wanker gesture. It's like all right, you won me over there. Good work. Because really, who doesn't think Osprey's a wanker? Well, absolutely is. The winner of the match, Carl. The winner of the match. I don't care. Broad thoughts on this one. We'll get some of the details as we go. Um. Yeah, very quick paced. Uh, I was the sort of spot fest I was expecting, really. Um, it's 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 one of those where it's not as if I hate it or anything, but it just doesn't. I, I don't gravitate towards that sort of thing, and I I can appreciate some some people do. I I just sort of looked at bits and pieces and thought, you know, was it three or four sunset bombs to the outside, and you think. Yeah, this this is this is real overkill. And oh man, I thought that was great. Takahashi's fucking red hot comeback near the end. Yeah, I thought that was awesome. Yeah, it's like sunset bombing everybody. You got the, yeah, the, all the the first aid bollocks on the outside. That makes me just, just pose the question: What do people think about that? The finger break spot, um, just in general. It's a very. I I, I don't have a problem thing. with it as long as there's actually it goes somewhere. But, but it never it, does, it does it? Doesn't. So I'm not a big fan of just throwing it out there to it's, throw it out. It's, a, it's yeah. a, just a quick pop moment. Yeah. This is what it is. Um, so in that sense, it's just like, well, if it doesn't have any kind of bearing, then I, why, why do something like that? I cheap mean, is it? I mean, uh, well, Squirrel, I think he, he does it well. Oh, well, he, um, does, he, does, he it does it really well, but yeah. as you said, it goes nowhere. Actually, I'm not. I'm not saying it doesn't. It's done poorly. I, it's yeah. just I do always. It's, it's like the, an angle. It's he, like because he, an angle because he, do, he does it every. Yeah, yeah. He does it literally every match. Yeah. And no one's fingers yeah. ever broken. So you think, yeah. Just stop doing it. Pull their hands to make it look like they're broken. It. Yeah. yeah. Work in progress. You think? Yeah. Uh, maybe. 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 Um, One day. Pull a finger right off. <laughs> well, I don't know. Everything they did, they did really well. Like I say, it was it was quick pace. It was you know, plenty of action. But it's just 
Did you enjoy it? Yeah, yeah. I'd sit there and watch it. I'd think, yeah, that was fine. Yeah. Uh, you, I just, I don't, you know, it doesn't hook me in the way that, that Goto and Suzuki does. It yeah, like, but feels like a real struggle, a real contest. I think that's actually quite high price from Carl. Actually, yeah. Saying that he thought he was all right. Yeah, Kieran, uh, your t- your take on this one because um, for this this kind of match, they were like, first of all, it did drive me crazy that Will Ospreay was selling nothing. He never does. <laughs> oh no, but I mean, it was... he, he, he either doesn't sell or he oversells. He has that bug-eyed expression on his face. Yeah, so I, I was, I was not. I mean, he was selling his arm like crazy at one point, and then afterwards it was like it never happened, and that was the breaking point. Like, for fuck's sake, this is just you know. It's like, I, I understand it's like extreme it's just... Dean Ambrose, isn't it? Yeah, it's like I understand that oh. it's partly the style, but you don't have to do it that way, and it, it started to grate on me after a little while. Yeah, I mean, I just constant as Carl, like. I enjoyed it. I really did enjoy it. It was, it was fun. It was. Uh, it's one of those ones I'm looking at. You know what? God damn, they fucking did it well. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, this was amazing. But well, yeah, well just yeah. You're just similar to Carl. It's I. Uh, it's it's a style I struggle to get really immersed into and, and buy into. I watch it's popcorn wrestling for me. It's like, oh, yes, that's yeah, a good. Term. There you go. That's fun. And then it doesn't gravitate. I don't give a shit. I won't pay to watch them do yeah. that again because I've seen it once. Popcorn wrestling. Popcorn. That's I like there that. There R- Write a book on that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought actually Kushida was the star of the match. I, mean, I love Kushida. I, was like, he's I, I, I really great. wanted him to win. Yeah, me too. I was actually surprised to hear people talking about even even the melts talking about how uh, he felt that Kushida got overshadowed by the other three in this match. I'm like, I thought he was fucking ace between yeah. flying arm bars and catching guys off springboards yeah. and stuff. I, I kind of shared like the same mentality initially uh, uh, with with Carl about like, uh, but I, I got to say I really enjoyed this match. I thought it was top four. Um, which I think is very well considering that the top three or <laughs> the top three are. Um, I thought this was the best of the rest. Um, I enjoyed this. I, I agree with you. I, I just uh, something about Ospreys doesn't sit well. There's something smarmy about him. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Kashida's great. We, we know that. We've he known that for a while. Kashida's so oh, solid. Um, I actually liked Marty Scroll in this. I, I actually quite liked him. I liked the entrance. I thought it was different. Um, makes him kind of like stand out in, in the Japanese environment where everybody's got great entrances. But for me, like the guy I like, I saw, I, I noticed Kashida. Kashida was great, but for me, it was all about uh, Hiromu. Um, I fucking love this guy. He's awesome. He's great. <laughs> and, and what I really liked about the story, because like what they were trying to tell you with the story was that like when he won the belt last year, he was like dominant, dominant for like the first half of the year, and it took a lot for. Mm-hmm. I think it was uh, was it Kashida that got it. Yeah, oh yeah. yeah. Or was it Osprey? No, it was, it was Kashida. Kashida. Hiromu uh, beat him, like two minutes. So yeah, he yeah. He, he he like freaking just bloody. Yeah, I'm not gonna say he, he just kicked the shit out of him uh, for like for six months, and then like you know he hasn't got the belt, and he's been trying to get the belt ever since. And so they kind of told you the story. I think they played in the video package. I'm not quite certain where he was trying to get another title shot, but you know Osprey comes out like knocks him knocks him out or whatever. And oh yeah, the constant he, yeah, attacks, and then he yeah. tries to get in. So like it had this kind of nice little kind of subtext on, on the storyline of just like they all recognise that he's actually quite dangerous, and they're trying to like jump in line ahead of him because they don't want to face him. And so that's kind of how they told the match as well. How like taped him up and stuff like that. Taped him up, kept him out of the match. So when you got the moment where he was doing like the the freaking flip bombs to the outside, that's him like like roaring out. It's like okay, the time the time bombs loose. Like he's going to explode now. And it's like he, when he when he does, he's just like so chaotic and erratic and like so dangerous that it's like it's, it's exciting to watch. Yeah. And so like whilst Kushida is like the solid hand, he's like the the junior heavyweight version of Tanahashi. Really, he's like the solid hand in there. Um, Hiromu just comes across more as like the really fun, energetic one. So I was actually kind of like, like rooting for him, and I was thought that's surely where the storyline is going is that they're all trying to contain this guy and try and keep him amongst themselves. But when he actually gets loose, he's blatantly going to win. So I was actually 
surprised slash bit bitterly disappointed that the one guy who I didn't care about in the match ended up winning. Yeah, but too. I won't take that away from the fact that I really enjoyed the match. It was very fast paced. Um, it ke uh, kept the action flowing. Uh, yeah, I was going to say a couple of things in this match that did kind of stand out to me though. Are they not the cup marks where on Will Ospreay's back? This is some kind of cupping therapy going on or something like that. They had all these, like, these fucking yeah, round marks all over. Yeah, he had four of them, didn't they? Yeah, like, then that drove me crazy. Yeah, try and maybe get a bit of feeling in his fingers. I don't know. Yeah, I know. That's kind of scary when you think about that. It's well, a twenty-four he's, year old. He's kid. clearly learning from it, judging by his matches. Yeah, and <laughs> indeed, there was one point when like they're doing the thing. I didn't like this because actually there's two things I didn't like so I'll get these out there now mm. but there was one point where they're all on their knees doing the, 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 the fight oh, back and forth yeah, and then they all yeah, start yeah, scrapping yeah, like yeah, little yeah, kids yeah, and the fans laughed and yeah, it's like yeah. that was a poor I idea I fucking love those few times on the show when the Japanese crowds laugh so yeah like what that's a fucking shit yeah. Yeah, fuck <laughs> yeah fuck this like, ah you fucking kids yeah. and the other thing that I didn't like was they were spending so much time on the whole Osprey's never beaten Skrull theme for the match and then at one point he's randomly start teaming up to beat up everybody else it's like yeah. what the fuck's the point in any of that in that like yeah it's yeah. not like oh well you know they, they it felt so inauthentic I didn't like that at all but I mean again the, the, whether they're nitpicks or not it didn't stop me from enjoying the match it was really really good um, so yeah I just felt the wrong man won too this, this was to me a, a, a Kushida or a Hiromu moment or the preferred Hiromu moving now to the Intercontinental Championship match as Hiroshi Tanahashi Defends against Switchblade Jay White. Who? Who the fuck is it? In the words of Conor McGregor, who the fuck is that guy? <laughs> <laughs> I was not thrilled with the uh, reveal of Jay White's Switchblade in the first place. Mm -hmm. I was even less sold when I saw the ring entrance for this match and saw him looking like the most nervous, shy little uh, oh, guy I've ever seen. It's, 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 God bless him. It's dear and well, no, I don't, I mean, it's like At least Kenny Omega's got expression on his face. Right yeah, on no, that's, that's why I said light. Yeah. <laughs> this is like if Waltman grew out the fucking greasy mullet in 93, he'd be switchblade. Yeah. Mm. He, sort of, he, sort of, he just wandered into the building, didn't realise he was yeah. there. And by this point, it's gone too far. This, like, this, you know, it's a case of mistaken identity. Like, They've pushed him up towards the ramp. And by that point, there's no going back. Um, and like they did with Yo and Show and everybody else. Okada, they just did that. But the funny thing is, is while they probably should have went more down the route of Yo and Show after having him further down the card, they decided instead to wrongly do the more Okada-esque push of putting him in against Tanahashi. And whilst I don't necessarily have anything against him, I've seen one match of his, so I'm not going to judge him too harshly on it. But... Um, this felt weird uh, well, about Tanahashi. I, I just thought, why? Because Okada, I mean, we could have probably said the same for Okada, because Okada's first match back was the Drizzle and Shits as well. Well, he was facing Yoshihashi, so that's going to happen. But then he instantly brought it back by putting in amazing with performances Tanahashi. ever since with Tanahashi. But with this, just, just felt really weird. It's just like, I don't think this guy's got it in him just yet. He seems still a, a lot of very green. As you said, he still has like the baby face of him doubly pissed off with the Ishii thing I was like well you got Ishii doing nothing Ishii Tanahashi would have been nice so what have you seen it before it's Ishii Tanahashi on, and, on, and on the base of their G1 match I'd have rather had Tanahashi and Zack Sabre Jr yeah well, quite easily yeah right, I mean I think you it, it's clearly sort of an, an attempt at a bit of an experiment to, to put him in there with Tanahashi and so. they see big you don't, things in him they do but, but you don't you don't use Wrestle Kingdom for an experiment you don't waste Let's let's be yeah. honest. Tanahashi's not—he's sort of taped together at this yeah, point. Yeah, yeah you've only you're only going to get so many more matches out of him on on the on the big stage over there. Do you, do you really want to use one of them on this guy? You, 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 I'd argue not. And, and 
you say it felt weird G, the, the reason it comes across mm. as weird and there's just a whole lacklustre element around it mm. is because no one was buying it the, yeah. the crowd didn't get because nobody believed for a second that Tanahashi was it, losing. It, it didn't feel like New Japan. That's what it was. But to, to your extent, yeah, they wouldn't. They don't usually take risks like that because they didn't take the risk with Okada. They did a New Beginnings instead. I, I just thought this for me was one of the weakest matches on the show. I really genuinely did not enjoy this, and I, <laughs> I generally put this down there with the never six-man match in terms of how little I cared for it. Um, I actually kind of dozed off at one point when watching that, and I wasn't tired. Um, I just thought, I just thought from Jay White's perspective, I just thought, I'm not going to say that this guy's um, necessarily awful or anything. I just don't think he was showcased in the right way. Um, I, I, I'll give it a second. I'll give it a second go because if I if I judged primarily on Okada's first match, then I wouldn't have been a fan of his. But I gave him a second chance, and he came through. I'm not saying saying that this guy's going to do that, but I'll give him a second chance. My more worry was more about Tanahashi on this because Tanahashi's awesome, he's great, he always has been. He he came across so broken down in this match and he's got like his knees fucked, his back's fucked, his neck's fucked and I was just watching this thinking like are they doing like an extreme experiment where they're gonna hot shot this guy and he's gonna beat Tanahashi? I was like, I don't know where they can do that. It's Tanahashi. Like I know he's not the ace anymore. That's the first thing I thought. Well that's what I was thinking because I thought through necessity they're gonna have to get the belt off him. But then I was like, nah, they can't do that to Tanahashi. You might not be the ace anymore, but he's still Tanahashi. It's not if Tanahashi was like a fit Tanahashi, then I could give this the time of day or have the enthusiasm for it because I'm thinking, let's see how good Tanahashi really is. And we know he is. But this was like a damaged, like hurt, wounded Tanahashi, and it's just like I don't know if he's got it physically in him to kind of like carry this young kid through the match. And as I was watching it, it was just like it felt very lackluster from both of them, and it just made me want Tanahashi to take a rest. Far be it from me to accuse anybody of being harsh in their takes. <laughs> Go ahead, Carl. It's, it's but, me. I, but I think I think you're being harsh on Tanahashi there. I, I thought the match was lackluster. I pin that mostly on the fact that the crowd at the Tokyo Dome didn't think for a second that Tanahashi was losing so they didn't buy the offence from uh, Jay White and by the same token I don't, I, Tanahashi didn't come across to me as broken down he's not he's not he's hurt everyone knows he's, he's had the bicep tear for what feels Once. like all year nearly yeah. near enough um, but I didn't think he was broken down at all. I, I just thought it was, it was a it was an underwhelming match because the crowd were never going to buy I into it. I don't know. I thought Tanahashi I'm, worked hard. Um, yeah, he did work. I think that this. I see. I enjoyed this match more than most. I don't think it was great, but I think it was one of those things to me where I thought that Tanahashi was like. I get the sense that this was put together because, like you say, Kieran, why else would you do this unless you were going to try and make somebody? Because yeah. to just make a guy to bring this guy in to beat him. I, I wonder if they cut bait on this before, before they even got there and they were just locked in and committed because as soon as, as Jay White came out it's like and I, I thought this from the first second I saw him God bless this guy he's not bad but this gimmick is not him at all mm. it's the most fake inauthentic this guy make the guy playing something he's obviously not and he looks uncomfortable as fuck he looks like so many guys who have been slapped in a gimmick that don't know what they're doing and don't know how to play it and he wrestled like any fucking normal guy in that gauntlet match he didn't have any kind of viciousness about him or any kind of unique character twerks that made him interesting and idiosyncratic and that's what a character like that needs quite bluntly I think the only thing I was thinking going in was I, A 
okay, so he's he's going over here, and this is to make him. Or I mean, I suppose it is historically like the Japanese way as well. You can lose to the veteran first time, right? And they'll probably they'll they'll wrestle next year mm-hmm. or the year yeah, after, yeah, and he'll yeah. beat him or get close, and eventually he'll beat him. Yeah. That's Japanese. So it's it's a it's just FaceTime in one respect against Tanner. So I get that, but he just wasn't. He was so far from Tanner's level. I fucking I, mean, I love Tanner Ashin. I've always said that. I think his facials are better than mm-hmm. Nakamura's um, in terms of just pure pro wrestling. Communicating with a crowd. Um, so Tanahashi is absolutely just different class, but yeah, he's, this guy's not on, on that level. And it's just that was that was it. It was if, just yeah, no, I agree. It's simple as that for me. It's simple as that. I think that on this card, I think a lot of people were like, "Why is Jay White the third biggest match on the show with all the talent that you got here?" Honestly, I don't know why they didn't wait and do Ibushi and Tanahashi on this show because they did it in October, and it's like, yeah. what the fuck did you do that in October and then save this yeah. for the dome? I don't feel. I'm not saying Tanahashi like didn't try but it just it just didn't feel like the usual effort we get from him and maybe that's because he realised that he was in a ring with someone who was getting zero reactions so he's like what can I do the one thing I fucking love we'll talk about this later I love about Japanese wrestling still I forget it is that shit actually matters and the disparity of these two guys there's no way Tanahashi would perform like he's in there with Okada not first time round I agree if he beat him if if they were the second time if he was close to losing yeah. then the next second match would be different because and because you can do that in Japan you can yeah. tell that story yeah. and when we come to yeah. the main two main events yeah. we'll, we'll talk about yeah. more probably but it's yeah, just yeah. I thought I thought too I think it was not in that sense but on that exact same uh, note that you talked there I did like that the way that they actually worked the knee injury in where it's like mm-hmm. Tanahashi misses the dive and Jay White capitalizes on it until he makes his until he makes his comeback. It's like yeah. nice way to kind of let the uh, you know the, the kind of an established guy kind of get it. But like you say, it will mean far more if he comes back and does it later because you know, that sense of hierarchy I love in in, uh, in yeah. Japan. I, I think if an end can be take away uh, when you're mentioning like the knee was that uh, that was actually what Suzuki was working on uh, on the following show. Yeah. So if anything, for for all its uh, uh, lacklusterness, uh, it was. Um, it actually helped kind of promote the next match really because Suzuki was able to hone in on the already established uh, weakened knee. It's um, fine. I think it's, it's fine if it's yeah. If you're gonna, sorry to interrupt. You, yeah, if no. you're gonna, you can. We'll see where it goes. Maybe this yeah. guy fucking maybe he's nervous. Yeah. Maybe he shit himself on the way to the ring because he's so well, nervous, and that's why he was. Yeah. But we'll see the benefit of this match maybe eight months down the mm-hmm. line if it's if it did mean anything or whether yeah. in retrospect it was a complete waste of time so. maybe, maybe I'm being harsh by doing the Okada uh, uh, comparison because when they wrestled each other for the first time in New Begins they told a really great match of how Okada suddenly just dominates him and like Tanahashi doesn't know how to react to this because that match was so spectacular because Okada just beat the shit out of Tanahashi for like 20-25 minutes but what was kind of really weird about this was like the zero reaction to him during the Tanahashi match but then on the following show, because I keep going back to it, the following show they do the angle with him and o- and with him and Omega instead, and you know where Omega's going to try and unite the the division in the Bullet Club, and he calls out Switchblade, and it actually got a reaction. It was fucking better than the tumbleweed he got at, at the day before, and it was just like I was like, oh, and then this just goes down to the booking. It's just like yeah, the, the Tanahashi that was not the right call. I'm not saying that like, he should have faced Omega. That's but, what I'm saying. Is that a lost leader? Maybe yeah. that familiarity you get from the, the notoriety you get, even just yeah. just being with Tanahashi, yeah. it didn't mean anything in terms of the actual match and outcome itself. Yeah. But that's money in the bank in, in Japan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In, in Japan, yeah. that is money in the bank. And so yeah. we'll see. It was just interesting how he got more reaction doing that angle than he did the entire 
Tanahashi feud. Ooh, do you think Omega's going to use the line you brought a knife to a gunfight fighting the Bullet Club? Oh, I probably should. Yeah. Moving now to the double main event of this show. It was the no holds barred, no DQ, I should say. Kenny Omega versus Chris Jericho match. We have dad, dad bod Jericho. Dad bod Jericho. Is that your uh, your thing? <laughs> he looked like he was still carrying a bit, to be brutally honest. Well, aren't we all after Christmas? <laughs> this, is, this, is, this is absolutely true. But uh, you know, let's not uh, let that detract from uh, what was a very good match. Like or dislike? I liked it a lot. G loved it. Loved it too. Yeah, this, this, uh, uh, this is going to be a, a positive. Uh... Apart from, <laughs> apart from Kenny Omega comes out. And one of the two idiots on commentary. Look at look at Omega. Pause. Well, I guess you're supposed to say yourself. He looks like a twat. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like a Greek god. No, he doesn't. He looks like a twat. <laughs> the uh, twat. I, he looked like Jerry Lynn dressed like a twat. I was gonna say I, that it, it was somewhat jarring when I'm sat there thinking, you know, build this been really good. Sort of, you know, busted him open. Blood feud. What the fuck is that? That yeah, the, the context of it I can see because it's mm. like it's like and I never like when Triple H does it on these big no. shows and that's the comparison and I don't like yeah. it then either. Some people can pull off the unique attire in the big match setting. Yeah. I was a little bit dicey on this one. I don't think that was one of those you moments. Do it in a yeah. fucking... The Greek guard with a enormous futuristic machine gun. I think it was, <laughs> I think it was supposed to be a reference to uh, a game. I think it, it probably was, but I, I, it was a reference I, that went over my head. I, unfortunately. I, I, okay, so this this isn't going to go down. It's not going to beat Okada slice it was for Egyptian god. The it was more Egyptian. That was the best. Greek. That Sorry. was the best. Yeah. No, I, I agree. Yeah. The, the high watermark yeah. is, is high watermark. Okada with a six foot sword yeah. coming out with a dinosaur that yeah. time. And <laughs> he slices the dinosaur with the sword. No, we, no, he didn't. We wanted him to. No, we wanted to. Yeah, but he yeah. mimicked that he would. Didn't detract detract from the match anyway. I just, yeah, I, I just, start, I just, start just, just thought it was misplaced. Yeah, yeah okay, it, it didn't distract. Mis, me. Mis, misplaced is, is probably the best word for it to me because I mean, there's a time and place when you want to do stuff like that. Uh, so, yeah. in, in in all seriousness, given just given that it's an ODQ match, it's supposed to be a bit of blood feud on the line here, although. A, one month blood feed, whatever. Um, I wouldn't have done it for that, but that's minor gripe. I really like the match. Yeah, I, I say so. We can move to that because Jericho, Jericho was uh, sensational in the builder, and I thought <coughs> he was great in this match. In terms of individual real. performance, oh, oh my man. god, was he great! And, and leading the match and pacing it beautifully. Yeah, a lot of, 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 lot of Omega's um, tendencies, or, you know, the more negative ones, were somewhat dampened, which makes it that more frustrating. Because he because actually he, was awesome. He, he, he can cut <laughs> it out when he wants to. I, I think I've been watching a lot of Omega in the last couple of weeks just because I've, I, I, at the end of last year I just wanted to watch a lot of the best matches from Japan yeah. this year. And it's like, God, you know what? He is fucking incredible. He is absolutely, like, yeah. you know, facial expression thing aside, we talked about last year, we did the Vessel Kingdom review. It's like, mm-hmm. you know what? You kind of get familiar with it. And it doesn't annoy me as much now as it did then. Mm-hmm. And he's just so fucking talented. And he it's just, amazing. It just works so goddamn hard. Yeah. It's like, you know what? Yeah. I just want to enjoy it because he's fucking <laughs> trying Let to... Let him kill it. himself. <laughs> it ain't my fucking back. <laughs> now, this is the thing, though. Having said that, there is a point in this match where he does the awesome dive and crashes to the table yeah. and then just makes a comeback. Like it, like, it might as well have never happened. And it's like, that okay. was the only part of this match where it's like, ah, oh, okay. you know, the, the nitpicker would be like... You know what? Mm. You might that that huge spot that he sold yeah. so big at the time. Yeah. It, 
Jerry Jericho beats yeah, attacks Red Shoes and then puts yeah, Red I Shoes love that and, then, and then puts the young boy who was Red Shoes' son, son yeah. in the Lion Tamer that, it's that, like that, that, was, that was doubly great because I didn't realise at the time uh, because when I was watching Japanese commentary I didn't realise that was his son I, did, I only found that out when watching the uh, English commentary but what I found, what I did know about that, which is why I popped for that moment, is because he turned around uh, during one of the press conferences. I'm going to put one of your young lines in a Boston crab and show him how to really do that move. <laughs> and so when he was actually doing it in the match, I was like marked out, going, "Holy shit, he actually did do it! Yeah. He actually's a man of his word. He put one of the young lines in a Boston crab because that's how it's done." Yeah, it was tremendous. And then, and then yeah. like, and then out of that, Kane just gets up and just starts fighting back, mm. and it's like. Mm, I wouldn't, yeah, I didn't care for that. But again, minor nitpick on what didn't, is otherwise but sensational. Jericho, I love watching veteran Americans go to Japan and play heel because it's mm. it's real heel. Yeah. yeah, and it was just beautiful. The couple of things, obviously, the spot when he smashes it into the, into the chair in, in the corner yeah. was probably yeah. the, when he picked it up more. But this one when he took out the, the ref and his son, and that was like that was pure and a trick that we did many a time on the indies, Kieran. The whole grab the camera ah, and give the finger yeah. to the crowd. Oh yeah, yeah I, was, I need yeah. to text you about that one. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that was good. So 2011, Chris. <laughs> I I got a picture actually. I'll send you that for the, for the uh, Facebook. Yeah. I, uh, I, I, I I just I just lo- I just loved everything about this match. And, like the moments that were spot in there, and I'll just put it put it out there straight away. Like, this was my favourite match of the show. One. This one I had like a question mark on it because the uh, by mind though I thought uh, even before the match I thought this was some great stuff going forwards and uh, we actually commented about it when we had a conversation literally the day before the show was about to uh, air was that um, I thought the build up to this was so fantastic how they started off with a little bit of the tweets and they do the reveal he's actually there he beats him up he gets some blood which just feels so fresh these days to see. Uh, does the great press conference where he throws a table, uh, fuck face, all that, <laughs> and <clears throat> Jericho just looked fantastic in this, and it just you could just tell that he was really kind of like galvanised by uh, the freedom that he had. In com- all they have to do is stick the landing on this. As long as they don't shit the bed, this has been a great piece of business. But what I thought was it's going to be an okay match it's going to be fine because what my question mark was wasn't necessarily against Omega I thought Omega's going to go out there he's going to be Omega he's going to try and steal the show and everything like that my issue was with Jericho because because what I thought what Jericho are we getting here because here's the thing is because Jericho's 47 now okay he's a veteran he's a legend if you will he doesn't need to do a, a very strong performance he, and he hasn't done for the last couple of years but this this match is by far his best work for years and it's like, what are we going to get from him? Because if he just does paint by numbers, this match could be very jarring. It could be a culture clash. And so my question was, was like, one, is he going to wrestle like maybe a New Japan style? More importantly, is he going to wrestle Omega style? Because the thing with Omega, a lot of his offense, I'm looking over his offense in my mind, he goes, he does that snapdragon suplex, which lands heavy on the neck. And he goes, he does the freaking V-triggers, which at least to me always look fucking stiff as hell. And he does the one-ringed angel, like where he drops people on the head and stuff. And I was like... I don't know if Jericho's going to take some of this stuff. I was like, who, how are they going to do it? Boy, was I completely wrong in this. Like, Jericho, a fucking champ in this. He, like, he took freaking everything. And with the exception of this, like, a double underhook power driver, which Kenny obviously leaned a little bit back into, uh, so he didn't, like, completely spike him, Jericho ate everything that Omega had. And so the reason why I put this match over the, of the other main event was because my expectations weren't low for this but it was just like average and they just completely exceeded it from Jericho and I just thought as as, as um, you know 
uh, Kieran mentioned earlier that he can like control the pace of the match and so on. But I thought like he 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 did it in such a way that it didn't feel like a slow guy against a fast guy. I thought Jericho was fucking phenomenal in this, and I just thought he came across. This was the other good great thing about this match was that he genuinely came across like such a big deal yeah, over here, and and, and 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 during this entire time, and in a strange way, he felt felt more like a big deal here than he did does in WWE. Of course, and <laughs> Everybody and, does and, and yeah yeah Brock. yeah, <laughs> and uh, and I just thought like he looked like a big deal, and the thing that was like just great about this is to me. And like you know, I've been a fan of Omega always. I thought Omega looked like a fucking megastar in this match. Yeah. I thought he looked freaking awesome. Like it didn't seem like he was like one or two rungs below Okada. It almost seemed at times like he was up there with him, like in terms of like star power and like how much the crowd was getting behind this supposed heel, but the crowd all chanting Kenny yeah. with him. It's just yeah, like yeah, but he's not. But, yeah. In the context of that match, he's not playing heel at all. No, no, he's, he's playing not, no. baby face. No, he's playing baby face. Yeah, yeah. I didn't have any, didn't have any. No, my concerns were just what try and what kind of match they try to have. No, mm. you can't fucking Jericho. If you doubt if Jericho knows how to put a match together, you're a fucking moron. Oh yeah. And mm. Kenny can go. And I still I thought that Okada Okada held that match with Kenny together, so he can be led. But would mm. they try and you know? Who would have the influence over what was going? Yeah, what the content of the yeah. match? And but no, Jericho probably first twenty. It was his pace. It was his match. It was his style. Mm. Um, it was it was his way of getting heat. Uh, North American way of getting heat rather than just yeah. And just to add one little thing here because it stood out to me is like the I'm not going to mention a ton of moves in this match, but the timing of the Jericho drop kick off the ropes where Kenny oh. was springboarding was oh, yeah. so perfect. It's like God. That was just there, impeccable there, time for there, both of them. There were two spots in that match <laughs> that generally just got a rousing pop out of me, more so than anything else. And the first one was that one, which was just the timing of that was so brilliant. And it looked so like, it's like it hits him in the leg. It's, it just, just from execution wise, it was the timing of it was absolutely perfect. The other one I liked, well, not necessarily from a, a, a perfect timing aspect, but I just thought it was great because for some reason I wasn't expecting it was the first, I think it's the first time Omega goes for the one-winged angel oh, yeah. and he counters it into the walls of Jericho. And I popped that big time because I thought, that's fucking, I wasn't even expecting that, that he was going to do that type of reversal. And I thought, I thought it was just great from beginning to end. And I just thought, like, Jericho's great. I'll this. say this, the near fall when Jericho grabs the rope on oh, the one-winged angel <laughs> was uh, my, maybe my favourite near fall the entire show. Yeah. That was so great. But yeah, it was, it was it was just like how they built it up was just so great, and like even like the finish I thought was like really good. Where he, like he, he's gone, he's gone for the code breaker, it hasn't worked. He's going to go for the uh, lion salt one more time because it seemed to like work because he hit it last time early in the match, and it's just a great reversal of throws the chair at his back, and now he's prone. He's in the position where he can already elevate him for it, and then hit it on the chair, which just looked fucking brutal. I'm sure I'm sure it was a. With oh, migraine so, afterwards. In terms of character, I could never get tired of Chris Jericho's cowardly. Ah! <laughs> all the way, all the way. I just always like you idiot. The last, the little, idiot. the little touches, the ask him, the ask him. Ask him. So enjoyment level, car favorite match of the show up to this point. Uh, or, or is this second is to Suzuki, Suzuki to you? Yeah. It's it's a tough one. Cause I, I love Suzuki Goto. Really? I, I, just, I just love Suzuki. <laughs> I, I think he's wonderful. Remarkable man. I mean, I, I, well, I, I was, I had a, a little bit, a little bit of doubt mm. going, or, or concern, I suppose, would be the best, best way word to describe it, about whether or not there would be sort of a difficulty in the two of them meshing. But you know, 
those those fears are quickly allayed once the match starts and you know once you once you get the sense that okay it's it's all, it's all going to be fine once that initial sort of concerns out the way well we all know what omega can do we know how great jericho is so you just sit back and enjoy the ride you that's just sit back and enjoy the ride yeah it really was it's was like i loved it that the pace of it i love because you could tell it was going to go a long time and it, at no point and i saw some people i disagree with the sentiment they went too long I, well it flew by i did I too. Was say it, 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 it didn't didn't feel long to me at all I, on, on the on the sort of the notion of feedback i haven't really seen any well i haven't had any feedback to the show really until we, we came here tonight to discuss it but I'm curious to know what some of the feedback might have been to this match if if you've heard from other people because this this may sound odd to say but I can see why some people possibly wouldn't like this because they have in their mind what an Omega match at Wrestle Kingdom should be hmm. and it wasn't that match but I never thought it would be that sort of match so you know I, I was perfectly perfectly happy with what I saw but I can see how for these there's some some of the sort of the, the quote-unquote purists, if you like, in, in air quotes, I can see why certain people would maybe look at it and think, that's not my cup of tea. Yeah, that's kind of like my exact thinking of how this go down, because would they feel those pressure expectations to do a certain style of match? It's going to go 45, and it did, but they went 30 of that was nicely paced on the outside. So, it, yeah, like you, I thought it was paced brilliantly. It didn't drag at all. By the time they picked it up, it wasn't that long before they went home. But to answer your question, Carl, um, from 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 the feedback that I heard back, I didn't actually hear. This is weird. I never heard any bad feedback about this. For yeah, some reason, yeah. I heard the bad feedback about the other main event. For some reason, well, yeah, that, that's that. that's what I heard. Which we will, which we'll get to. Well, we'll come but to I, that, I, and I, but I, I, can, I can possibly but, think where some of that yeah, kind of feedback I know, may, may I know stem from. I was actually surprised that Jericho didn't bleed after, after the whole build. I was very shocked. Yeah, especially when he busted Kenny open early. It's like, okay, this is the prelude. Yeah. He's going to get his revenge, and he's going to bleed a gush later oh, on. Yeah. It's like that, that I totally thought was going to happen. Now the other question I wanted to ask, and I'll ask you this, Kieran, because you were the man uh, who heard this probably more than most. The commentary on this match, how was it? I thought, especially Callus, was too. They were too preoccupied for me. The content of, was too blowing smoke up Jericho to make Jericho just saying the cliches of beating Rock and Austin and you know saying how great Jericho yeah. is and stuff. It would like rather than telling the story that they were playing of this world class athlete in Omega was getting fucking foxed every turn at the first half of the match by Jericho mm -hmm. and his veteran tactics. Uh, it was, that was the story for me, and it, and, and that's the challenge. That's the challenge for Omega because the way it was presented was Jericho's no longer on his level, and it's like he's he a veteran, he's a legend. But uh, look, all these guys he's beaten in the past. But okay, but what should we care now? Yeah. <sighs> I don't know because I don't understand Japanese, but I reckon I bet the Japanese commentary put it over like that. Well, this is uh, this is the thing you could you could almost tell from the way that they were working that, that something that you'd said to me about a week before, Kieran, about the whole idea of the vibe of the match going in was almost even though it was unsaid was that. Kenny Omega was Chris Jericho 20 years ago mm. and Chris Jericho is Kenny Omega but 20 years better which with the first half of the match with Jericho out foxing him mm. is totally the way that the layout came out so that kind of does make it a little bit disappointing mm. I heard there was a lot of emotion like it was it was the screaming and Callis was like so like all in on the commentary that kind of turned I, some I, people they, they, they like that they like that all the time they, they, they're yeah. very hyperbolic for me yeah. they, 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 go, they go to yeah they go to 11 straight away <laughs> okay I, I, the Japanese I listened to the Japanese commentary first because I wanted that kind of feel for that match because that was the match I was actually really interested in and, and they were just fantastic as usual even though you don't understand a word of what's being fucking said as you said it's the emotion it's the pitch it's uh, the main guy who's just always screaming 
and it always makes it entertaining. When watching it back and watching the English commentary, I completely agree with you, Kieran, on, on the clichédness. They did actually at one point do the biggest fucking cliché that they always say about Jericho, which is he the beat, he beat undisputed. He, undisputed champion, beat The Rock and Austin the very same night. Like, literally, like, it must be written down somewhere. It must be, like, on like his fucking travel card or something. <laughs> because it's just, like, they always the exact same words every time. I, I didn't hate on the English commentary, uh, so much, but that's mainly just due to like I don't find it as bad as Raw. I it was it wasn't awful, but it wasn't excellent either. It, it didn't bother me. But Kieran's uh, right, there was so many cliches. I thought this was a fantastic piece of business between yes. Jericho and New Japan. I just I thought amazing. I thought this was fucking flawless yeah, uh, action, and it just it just brings like just warms. Uh, the the cockles, cockles of your heart because I was just like, man, this is how good wrestling can Pro be. This is like how is good beautiful. wrestling can be when everything seems genuine. When you have like an interesting uh, kind of young guy against a dynamic uh, older guy, and you have like fucking blood in it. You have you call someone fuckface. You attack <laughs> people's children, and it's just like it's just it's it was just fantastic. And it's just it's called like, being a heel. It's called be <laughs> yes, it is. It's, but yeah, but again, because you just watch the shitty WWE stuff, you kind of sometimes have to forget it. It's not uh, just WWE, uh, the whole fucking industry. No, well, yeah. yeah. Anymore. That, that, that's why. Saying. That's why when you so when you do see it and you know it's right, it feels still like 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 bloody hell. It just feels like like you're watching wrestling it's for the first time. Again. Yeah, and then it's you see so the fantastic. internet fucking mark out because it's ace. No, it's just pro wrestling. Yeah. The first <laughs> angle wasn't spectacular at all. It was just an in-ring blood yeah. angle. Yeah, yeah. that's all it was. But yeah. you don't see it in WWE anymore, so it's just it just. It does stand out. So moving now to the main event, Kazuchika Okada versus Tetsuya Naito for the IWGP Heavyweight Championship. The atmosphere, the intros, yeah. was fucking out of this world. I think <laughs> Naito might be over. Yeah, it's the so that, was, that was the thing. It's as as good as as the previous match was, and as much as and this is Jericho being the salesman, so you, see, you, know, you expect from the talk of how sort of he's boosted the eyeballs and the significance of the show and that sort of thing this is where the crowd really came alive domestically it was like you showed it that's it was like a sorry Jericho was that was the match over here or sorry in you know away from Japan to to get to pique the interest of Cash but as soon as the bell rang and these hot guys coming out but no, fuck me. When night uh, I'm skipping yeah. the episode, but Naito t- taking a fucking hour to undress. Yeah. I'm like, this guy's fucking ace. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I, I'm still like, I'm not. I don't I haven't. I'm not solid. I'm like, I don't know him as well to to yeah. respect him as much as you do. Um, Akada though, fuck this guy's facials, his pacing. I said it. I, it was it was a theory when I watched the Omega match that he was the one who held it together, and yeah. I'm sure as shit about it now because his yeah. facials. In, this is in tune with the Japanese commentary because they fucking peak it. The, the volume of everything, of, of the facials, the, the the animated commentary. You know the story without understanding fucking what's going on. And the crowd's actually paying attention to every little thing a wrestler does. Chris Jericho in the previous match takes a seat, a seat in the chair and, yeah. uh, and, and people laugh at him because it's kind of funny. Okay, that's a Japanese thing. But they're actually watching to everything that's happening. They're watching the expressions. They're watching the Akada's face. Everything matters. Up. Everything matters. And so you do it. And Akada is this. I'm watching this and I'm thinking earlier in the match, why is this guy... He's flat again. His facials are flat, and no, it's because it's not the right time. Because they're going 45, 50 minutes, and he's going to peak. He's, he's going to pick up his, in, his, his emotions. And My guess boy. what? Mm-hmm. It's working because as he does so, the crowd gets into it, and they know that the, the finish is getting closer because he th- can feel the, the finish is getting closer. And it's fucking pro wrestling. It's this lovely. is what it's about. You take your popcorn if you like that shit and shove it up your ass. And give me a bit of this every day. <laughs> 
spectacular. Because, because at minute, that's why I'm painted yeah. in the show. Be, because at, mini, at minute 49 of the match, you want that grimace on his face. You want, yeah. you want the teeth gritted. The teeth the, 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 the eyes sort of, you know, sort of narrowing in frustration. The camera zooms in. Oh, it's, 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 a, it's a thing of beauty, isn't the whole it? Thing, the whole production starts off... Naito is in first out. Carl, I think he's on the ropes and he's doing his celebration. So it's, he's in the background and foreground is close up on Naito's face and he's just kind of looking to the side. He's not even looking at him. It's like a beautiful first shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah I remember that shot. That's great. Um, yeah. And then the little shots are like the end. Uh, no, not, it's not the end. He hits Swan Rainmaker and he holds onto the wrist. And it's yeah, like, yeah, you yeah. hit him down and you see him still holding it. And yeah. I remember from last year, he's like, yeah, he's yeah, still yeah. holding the wrist, that's fucking ace. Yeah. And then he just holds it, holds it. And then they show the close-up on it. Everyone else sees, the crowd sees it because they're paying attention. They, the anticipation oh, builds. And it means dude. something. Because they remember last year. Yes. Dude, dude you, you could do a whole fucking podcast, uh, well, like I could anyway, on, <laughs> on how, the, how the use of the cameras and how they set up shots like that. It's a fucking thing of work. They don't do the WWE, they fucking shake the camera. They, think, they don't do anything like that. It's all about, it's all about how like the positioning and it's all things like... <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, yeah. But, but, but who from New Japan saved the TV text from a burning car? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, it's, it's exactly. Exactly, it's, it's the way they point in, you know, and it's all like the characteristic stuff, you know, like when Okada stretches the arms out, uh, the, you know, the camera, camera pans, pans back. back, all these little things. But it's all like just the very simple things that you don't think it like mean anything. But I, I, going to Kenny Omega as an example, Shinsuke, whatever, when you do something like a running knee or like an attack, like usually like the American way of filming it, they either just do like the hard camera or whatever, or, or they do it so the person who's running and doing the move is running away from camera. But if you're watching New Japan, they do it very specifically. They always do it so the person is running to camera, and it always makes the moves look so much more devastating. It's all just like the art of you know camera work and everything, and and it's just uh, it just looks absolutely fantastic. It's all these little things that they pick up as well on the, uh, uh, through, through the camera and the directing and everything. It's just. It really helps tell the story. It's not just people holding a camera and just that's it. It's like they ha they play it's their role in it as well. It's because that you production. are supposed to watch and pay attention to mm. the shit they're putting out. Mm. It's not stuff they're going to put out twenty hours yeah. of foot of of. Uh, yeah. TV every single week, and most people yeah. are going to watch it in fucking highlight form on Twitter. No one gives a fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, pay attention. You watch yeah. what they're yeah. doing. And but it is also it, sorry, but it is also the biggest show of the year. Yeah. So it's yeah. it's not fair to judge how a Raw's filmed compared to no. an well, well, no, no, but I think I think the general I think the general principles are true, because this isn't something they just do for us. No, they do all the time. This this is a prominent feature. Where, yeah. But and it but it's it's more more the, the mindset of the mindset of the companies. I don't want to get too much into compare and contrast exercise here but it's that notion of New Japan is a wrestling company the owners treat it as a wrestling company you know, with predetermined results with a sporting backdrop the WWE we'll, we'll stick it strictly on Raw here is three hours of an entertainment show every week which is which 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 is, which is which is which is why wins and losses don't mean anything and angles are, dr are dropped every week because you unlike to Kieran's point in New Japan where they want you to focus on the minutia in the WWE they don't care about that and they treat their fans as if they're going to forget from week to week because it's oh, they just treat it as you know standalone here's the variety show this week Tune in next week. <laughs> you know? 
<laughs> no, but that, that, you know, it, I, I'm trying not to sound flippant here, but that, I, I view that as the, yeah, the, right. the, gen, yeah, the general premise of the, of the difference oh. between the two companies. But anyway, yes. back to the match. Back to the good stuff. <laughs> you know, just, we, we talk about the, you know, Naito taking an age to, to take the suit on that. It's all and you just, great. But you just, you <laughs> you know, it's, it's just, you, you hear it, don't you? You just yeah. hear, the, hear the, sort of the buzz the look on his face. in the background. I, and it's just, <laughs> but the, the curious thing is, I, you know, if you were to sort of try and weigh up the crowd, into, you know, is it 50 50, whatever it is? No. People were there to see Naito crowned. Yeah. Which is what makes the ending to me we'll come to that in a so striking when we get there. We'll come, we'll come to it in a second. I want to mention there's a few little things before we get to the, the overarching thing of the finish and the outcome. Mm. Okada's trousers need to be discussed. Oh, yeah, mm. that, that's, that's that's that was <laughs> bad. That was bad. Not not a fan. Were they? <sighs> it's a cliche to say they weren't pla they were fucking the curtains from an Indian restaurant <laughs> or possibly from the tassels possibly a rug I don't know <laughs> either way did he just have them so they looked different so they didn't have the same kind of gear as, as Naito maybe I don't or know or did he get a discount on luxury silk and wear I don't know he wore them on the show after as well he's sticking but to them I thought again the, the, the criticism of this match were what was mentioned before about the slow start and I said that last year as well. Yeah, well, it's, it's people say that a lot with Okada in the sense that he a lot of the stuff he does in the first third is like feels like oh, autopilot, really? especially after a long show like that. It's, it's, it's keeping them, yeah. keeping them. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're there already. You know, you've got it's them. Yeah. It's, it's, so, it's called building to a crescendo. Yeah, so I'm not a big fan of that criticism at all. Is what I was going to say. Right, it's bullshit. No, that, that is, that's, <laughs> that is, it's a bullshit criticism. And if anybody yeah. says it, listen to them at the end, yeah. and that's how you do it, folks. That, that, that's the type of criticism that a usual, like a casual WWE popcorn fan. Uh, yeah, popcorn wrestling. Yeah. That crowd, that crowd was ready to come right at the start. Exactly. They were. I said, Nah. Yeah. I'm going to make you want it more. I agree. With you. I've never agreed <laughs> with that because uh, it's just it's all layering the it's story. It's all about how hot they are at the end. going to pay off at the end just yep. go along for the ride yeah and it was great and, and as a ride he hits the rainmaker and he kicks out and I just first one was too early for me yeah I thought so too and as soon as he did it I thought shit because I did think because I honestly I thought this was Naito's time to win mm -hmm. and the fact that he didn't I wasn't a fan of and as soon as he kicked out the rainmaker it's like usual Japanese match pattern especially the Okada is if someone kicks out the ring first he's winning with it in the end because yeah. they he doesn't like they, that, that move doesn't get cheapened a lot is, is, is that is that is that their equivalent of if you're in a survivor system match for WWE and you're about to be eliminated you're going to kick everyone's ass you're going to kick everyone's ass we can make it yeah. look really good before we bury it yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it is it, it's an Okada trope I suppose would be the way to say it but the Again, just the fucking facial expressions on Okada, especially. Naito was great too. I don't want to sell him short because he's he's doing his awesome stuff. But the uh, yeah, as we go back and forth, and it's the Destino, and then it's another Rainmaker, and then finally he hits the one that looks like that's the the end, the Destino. He goes for one more as the icing on the cake, and it's one too many, yeah. and he catches him, and a spinning tombstone that just beautiful. murdered him. I I was I was I hit on the on the comedy side. I was so expecting that uh, fucking Cyrus to so call that. That's incredible. I was yeah. so expecting <laughs> to turn around and say that. The person, the, 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 person yeah. the person I watched the show with did say that. <laughs> did he? Oh, God. Hits the Rainmaker one more time. One, two, three. Yeah. Mm. And the crowd goes very quiet. Yeah. 
the whole but, thing with this. So what you mentioned before, G, about the, the story with Naito, and I want to get to this now, is in 2013, when he, first, when he won the G1 and he wrestled mm-hmm. Okada at the Tokyo Dome yeah, yeah, yeah. to challenge him for the title, and it, wa- and it wasn't and it wasn't organic. The people weren't ready. They weren't with him as a baby face. It wasn't ready. And here you got this beautiful story. And they showed, they played it in the video, and it was great about the organic evolution of Tetsuya yeah. Naito, and why now he is organically gotten over completely organically and yeah. what has worked here is by just going with the flow and doing what you're supposed to do in a situation like this where you actually listen to the audience you roll with the audience yeah. when they're telling you something and then eventually you'll get them and you'll get them where you want them in the end and here we have a situation where to me the organic was the payoff of after all this time he comes back to the dome to wrestle Okada and wins and because he's a huge star now he's like more popular than Okada is apparently in Japan like he's like the man and he loses in the big match and that was like they've gone back to the inorganic because I've yeah. got a horrible feeling <laughs> yeah. that what they're going to do is drag this out for a year and they're going to crown him next year and I just no, hope that it no. feels and, organic and, by then and, and even though and, and some people would could make the argument which let's be I'll be frank about I disagree with it in, in, immeasurably but this, the notion of well, it'd, it'd be a bit you know, so, again it's old WWE trouble it would just be predictable for him to win now Predictable isn't necessarily a bad thing. I don't know if that's it. I if, I if, if, if the crowd are with it, yeah, then no. just go with it, it anyway. Yeah. What, what, it, what it was with this was I, I agree with you. Like I, I generally thought due to like the build of what what's <coughs> happened before with him, how over he was, uh, even before that show, uh, listen to right yeah, Peter Wright show that he was going to win it. So I was slightly surprised when it happened. But I wasn't, but I wasn't like stunned at the same time. If you get what I mean, because what it was is that at the end of the day is that whilst Naito might be hot right now, what people might forget is Okada's the ace, and it's they spent years, years building him up to take over from Tanahashi. And Tanahashi, uh, up until more recently, never lost at the dome. The ace doesn't lose at the dome, and when Okada finally beat Tanahashi after facing like what three, four times at the dome, he finally wins. You're going to tell me after they crowned him as the new ace, two years later he's going to lose? He's not. That's the funny thing. And, and you yeah, turn but around, but you think it's going to happen no, later on. It will still, happen later on, but it won't be at the dome. No, but it, he, he's, he's, he's not still, beating him at the dome. He, again, but that goes into the notion. Of, well, it'd be more unpredictable if he doesn't beat him at the dome. Well, that doesn't carry much favour with me. He's had. Regardless, of, well, yes, he's the the quote unquote ace, but he's had a good two years with the belt now. I I don't feel like him losing here would have diminished him really. I, he, he's he's I, strong enough to withstand anything like that. And when Naito is as hot as he is, mm. you go with it. I mean, you, you you say you were you you weren't you were surprised, but you weren't shocked. Mm-hmm. I was stunned. Yeah, I, absolutely mm. stunned. I sat there. And I suppose if anyone could have seen my expression, I looked I looked bug-eyed like Mesut Ozil. They were bu- oh. they were you know they were they were bul- they were presumably bulging out of my head because I just sat there in silence. I wasn't sort of this isn't like a, a sit there seething angry sort of thing. I'm just just genuinely like, oh uh, uh, I didn't expect that. Yeah. Uh, now what? It, that's the thing it doesn't fucking matter what's happened before it doesn't matter what happened two years ago because that money's been made you're not making you're not making money off those previous shows it's how much money you're making going forward for mm. the guys you got and what's your match I don't know the psychology I don't know I don't know the psychology of Japanese fans enough 
to know whether it hurts Naito but it, we've talked about this enough no. times the, the James Storm thing the Oh, I can't go anywhere else. Anyway, RVD, RVD, there you go. Eddie, Christian, if, the guys if, if, on the cusp. Are they, what's the, when you, can they go again? Um, is, I don't know, Japanese psychology, is there more anticipation, desire to see him win because he didn't win this time? Or is it just, okay, well, he's not that great because he didn't win the last time. Me, personally, I pop for Okada winning because I think he's fantastic. Yeah, I Oka- uh, well, this is the thing, actually, <laughs> I'm, you I'm know what, you like boy, but it's, Well, this is it, though. The, the thing with their psychology, and this is it's, it's the ghetto principle, is, like you say, the ace doesn't lose at the domes. They say it's, 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 it's mentality. It's the... We are looking to create the all-time legend here. Yeah. That's okay, because, that's because, right. yeah, because if he's the one you're going to draw money going forward, if, yeah. it's, if it's Naito, then well, would well, you be better off? Well, here's the thing: because yeah. I, I agree with you. Like with, with our with our booking heads on, we would go with. Well, it's obviously they should go with Naito, but no, as, it depends as, what you got. Uh, it depends what you what the plan is going yeah. for. If, yeah. if you if you all your eggs in the Naito basket, and that's where you're making your money as yeah. the main event, then you're going to go with him because yeah. you want him. Do you want him to peak when he's at his hottest? And he, it's probably going to be hard to get him hotter than he, he was for that yeah. match. But if going forward it's still in their mind, it's still a card, then that, as much as it sucks yeah. for you guys, Naito yeah. was his dance partner. And yeah. It's that, kind of the event. And to me, watching the match, Okada was the main guy. Got nothing against Okada, far from it. You know, it, it's, the, it's the opposite in truth. But I, I, I just I find it strange because you said that they want to, to build you know, the, the, the legendary figure. Legends lose along the way. You can have a loss. It's not. It's not going to cripple the company. Mm. You can still build the legend of Okada by having. You know, he doesn't have to win all the time. No. A loss. A loss. A loss here doesn't. Win. But to to your point, Kira, about who you're going to make the money with going forward. That's why I find it strange, because I don't see where you go with Okada immediately. Now I haven't watched New Year's Dash. There may be something revealing on there. But but where but no, but, I, but but where you go with Okada, yeah, for the foreseeable okay, future, I, I I'm I'm not I'm not in too sure. No, you, like you say, you you may be right, Gary. It may be a case of they've got strong plans in in place for Okada. We we, we yeah we we don't know, but I I just feel like like the the, the fresher route for now is with Naito. And that's not to right, say it's going to be right. a roaring success, but that's just. It, fe- it feels like it, it's it's the better avenue to go down at the moment. You become in anything. It, you take the work element out of it. You get a legendary status in any sport or industry. Or you're a genius painter because when you look back twenty years over your career, there are consistent high points to qualify you and getting there because it's forced and booked is irrelevant. Yeah. I know I'm arguing both cases who should have won this match. Yeah, yeah. yeah. My point is, yes, traditionally, booking Naito should have gone over. Yeah. But, um, that's exactly But you don't book for a hypothetical yeah. 10 years' time because yeah. what, you're going to draw money in the meantime and you don't and fucking. No, sorry. I, I know. It's, it's, that's, it's, fan, I, I, that's fan wank bullshit. So yeah, I, I, know, I know what you're getting at there, but what you'll see, what they plan on doing is they've given um, Okada the uh, physical longest title reign. In uh, terms of days, what they're going to do, he's obviously going to beat Sonada uh, uh, at uh, at New Beginnings. The plan now is he's on currently on nine defenses. The record is Tanahashi with eleven. You'll probably see him face Sonada. There's probably a possibility he might face Evil as well before then. He'll face the other people from Lij, and then at Dominion, Okada uh, uh, Okada will wrestle Naito, and Naito will win the belt then. And then what you'll probably see is yeah 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 yeah. 
So, like, he'll win it at Dominion, but he'll have a nice title run, then he'll lose it at Tokyo Dome. Yeah, show. but the, the whole point of all this is, is that the right time to do it? Because the iron is to strike height. He's on the biggest, if he's the biggest star that's in the company. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah but, but should, that's the thing. To me, should they? Right now, I think the, I think Naito was, you know, you don't, lightning in a bottle doesn't happen often. Mm -hmm. And so I'm always a big fan of when you've got something like, like that, and, and, it's, and it's working. That's the fundamental of what you do. So, yeah. yeah. But at the same time, I love Okada, so I I, I, it's a no-lose situation in a way. It's, it's not the worst predicament in the world to no. be by any means. Gosh darn it. But it's, but it's, but it, it, it's just one of those of, just be, it's that notion of, well, this is how they do it. Well, this is how they do it doesn't mean that in this instance it's right. All right, here we go. So, so we've danced around the whole thing. As a match, as a match, I... I love this and I was really kind of wavering on which one was my favourite match on the show this main event for me yeah and, I, and, and even though Omega and Jericho I think it's probably going to appeal to a lot more people because of the nature of the match I actually in terms of Bill and the way that it, it got to where it was going I did love Okada and Naito the most so that does get my uh, my nod I, I, I really enjoyed it uh, but I, I I hope this doesn't come across as just me being con contrarian. I, I hope that's not the case, but I, I know Goto and and and, <laughs> and Suzuki. It was not a, a major focal point of, of the night by any means, really. You know, hair versus hair, but you know, it's not going to mean much six months from now. But the physic, the physical nature of it is is what just 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 draws me in, and I just. I, I can't look past it. It's, you know, it, it's, it's, it's the equivalent of sort of the one eye sort of biased perspective. I, I, I acknowledge that, but there's just there, there's something about that physical style that I, I, I just think is brilliant. I would put the Joker Omega over the the, the, the actual main event uh, because uh, just because of expectation level, uh, they fulfilled it a lot more. Moving now, having covered the show too, some of your feedback that I'm eager to get to. Steve Rich, Air Raider from the UK Fan Forum, says obviously that he was there in person. So uh, this will be uh, good to get his uh, take on this. Um, the show was really good start to finish and truly didn't feel as long as it was, even though uh, including pre-show starting at 4pm local. With huge queues to get in, it is a long-ass day. My accomplice, who's been to Kingdom's past, says he's never seen anything like it, massive humanity-wise, and if the reported inflated number is accurate, then they put another 10k on last year's inflated figure. I suppose this justifies the booking of Jericho versus Omega, although artistically I wish they'd pulled the trigger got on Kenny versus Kota uh, as Jericho could easily have had as good a shortcut reliant match with Tanahashi but I'm quibbling. Some matches went longer than I expected, but nothing overstayed its welcome. The Bucks reined in their nonsense and had a decent wrestling match. Cody showed more character than I'm used to. Everything else met or exceeded expectations. Unfortunately, the failed Switchblade experiment came off as just that. My block almost unanimously went for a piss when videos and entrances started for that match, and whatever they ended up achieving with Jay, Tana at Kingdom was a mighty leap too far and a bit of a waste of the latter. Jericho and Omega was excellent, and I was glad to see Y2J go full bastard, especially getting in Chono's face on commentary as well. First of all, Chono, yeah. looking for all the world like a middle-aged Japanese man who buys panties from a machine. <laughs> Thanks, Masahiro, you pervert. <laughs> <laughs> the... <laughs> just trying to impress that girl on commentary whoever the hell she was 
The main event was an atmosphere I've never experienced anything like. I hope I hope it came through at home. To say we were crushed when Naito went down is a monumental understatement, and it felt like an absolute missed opportunity. But after a day to reflect, we remembered that we've been here before with Tana and Okada uh, in 2015 specifically, and to have faith that they know what they're doing. Emotional investment removed, it was a great match, and overall the card might have been the most consistent Wrestle Kingdom for ages. Everything meant something, there was virtually no pointless filler, everything was good or at least fun. Up there with Night One at Ryogoku in the 2013 G1 for best shows I've ever seen live New Japan is truly the king of sports. So uh, yeah, very positive. Uh, I see what you did there. Yes, indeed. <laughs> and, uh, and and very positive overall uh, experience. Again, kind of mentioned, I remember that uh, I think on, I think it was on, on the UK fan forum where he mentioned Air Raid had about the sense of not anger from the crowd leaving, but it's the uh, a bitter disappointment that Naito lost. It wasn't like an angry fuck, uh, you know, they did the wrong thing, guy. It was just a oh, the well, air but, taken out of the room type of deal. I'd say that's a bit as well. What we talk about the atmosphere amongst the crowd. There's uh, I don't know, maybe a naive, not naivety, the purity to the Japanese crowd. Is, mm. That'll just be um, honest with emotions type yeah, of deal. Yeah, but the question is, will they? pay to see him get a second chance that's, that's what comes down to so. yeah. Paul Walker says first off the set looked incredible a year, uh, last year's looked like they threw it together in five minutes Kakihara winning the rumble was a nice touch but to be honest the rumble should just be for those in the uh, in the arena for me very very good show uh, I do think the amount of titles uh, New Japan has does these cards no favours however it's clear who the fans are there to see Tanahashi is just great but White looked in over his head at the moment match was just okay Omega and Jericho delivered everything it promised and more uh, yes, Omega's entrance is hammy as shit, but fuck it, he's so good in the ring, which is really what matters. Jericho's best match into the Royal Rumble 2001 against an unnamed opponent. Uh, slightly disappointed by Okada and Naito. Okada looked utterly ridiculous in the disco trousers Liberace thought were too camp to wear. Match was okay, but had uh, been built to expect a Meltzer heart attack watching, highly disappointed in Naito not taking the title, but can always go back to it. Next night with Jericho attacking Naito at New Year's Dash, I guess gives her the reason for not putting the belt on him. Sets up matches and nice for the USA specials also. Overall an extremely enjoyable show. P.S. Does anyone have Muffin Ass's number or Yujiro Takahashi's? Um, assuming referring to his uh, bunny Peter who uh, accompanied him to the ring at the New Year's uh, the, uh, yeah. sorry for the, uh, the rumble. Uh, Daniel Cleary says I really enjoyed the show while I don't think overall it was as good as the last two Wrestle Kingdoms it was still a great show nonetheless the main event delivered and while many including myself believed it was Naito's time I wasn't upset at all by the results so mirroring you there Kieran as the match painted a great story and Naito finally headlining a dome Okada continuing to show the ever increasing audience that he is the ace and New Japan is anything but predictable my match of the night was the four way for the IWGP Junior Championship I thought all four wrestlers put on an awesome match and were given the time to put on a great match not just a spot fest I was pleasantly surprised by the Cody vs Ibushi match while not having much hope for it going in I thought it was an excellent match Ibushi is a star and would not be surprised at all to see him headline the dome next year interesting uh, the never six man title match was a disaster and it was criminal to see some of the talent in New Japan be relegated to that match guys like Ishii and Zack had great 2007s and were more deserving of higher spots on the card than Goto or even Jay White interested to hear your thoughts on Jericho versus Omega I thought both put on a good show and they really made it a point to show Kenny selling and fighting from underneath which I don't uh, I think was done specifically to show someone up in Stanford that he can indeed work any style also keen to hear your thoughts moving forward as I think Ghetto has flipped the script a bit and what everyone 
everyone expected to happen may not eventuate in that way. As expected, Joko wasn't just a one-and-done deal, uh, and his feud with Naito will be interesting. Omega and Ibushi's interactions, and what looks like Sonata as Okada's next challenger, will certainly make for good viewing. Uh, yeah, I just don't know about Sonata. It's just, yeah, that's the thing that you mentioned, well, Carl, is I just don't know. I mean, it's like, we yeah you know, that obviously we've heard the theories about what they're going to do next, but I'm just not. There's nothing. There's nothing next that boils yeah, my soup, I, if to, you will. On, on, on the basis of the idea that they're going to have him surpass the record, that that's that's fine if if if, if you build you know if, if you emphasise it in the build because otherwise you know he's held the belt x number of times means jack shit if you don't put the emphasis on it as part of the story. If mm-hmm. you do that, then fine. But you know if if you if it ends up being a case of yeah, he surpasses the record, but he's doing it by beating Sonada and Evil, and it's that sense of the of the you know real holding pattern. But we'll see. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. see. Time will tell. It's it's an interesting yeah. one, but it's a very tough one to gauge right now. Where yeah. I'm not sure. I mean, if it wasn't for Jericho and Naito, I I, I like the angle they did with uh, with Omega saving Ibushi. Yeah. The next yeah. show, the crowd the went crowd fucking went crazy. Fucking Shit, yeah, that was that was shit. a huge reaction. So basically, they did an angle for those of you who haven't seen it, where yeah. in an eight-man tag, Cody gets a win and beats up Ibushi after the match. And of course, the Bullet Club are going to go and beat the shit out, or Cody specifically going to beat the shit out of Ibushi. He's got a chair, and Omega runs in to stop it from happening because of the background of Omega and Ibushi as tag team partners in golden DDT lovers. as the Golden Lovers. <laughs> and it's like, and, and the crowd went ballistic for Kenny saving it, and it was. Um, so that's going to be interesting to track as well. But I'm not. You know, I'm not over the moon with a Cody Kenny deal. They're kind of keeping Kenny with the Americans now. It feels like as part of this whole U.S. champion and U.S. expansion thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, Philip Byrne says, first time I watched the full New Japan pay per view, top to tail, and was shocked at how easy it was to watch the full show. I struggle to watch most WWE pay per views top to tail these days without getting bored, don't we? All skipping matches and segments, or only watching a handful of stuff. But I watched and enjoyed all of Wrestle Kingdom as a show. It flowed so well and built what was important without making out that the undercard did not matter or was lesser. I came to watch Jericho, and it was the match of the night for me, but I really enjoyed the junior heavyweights, Naito Okada, and Suzuki shaving his own head, the highlight of the night for me. Uh, I was completely okay with Okada winning, because I have complete faith in the storytelling of New Japan, that they know where they are going, and Naito will get there in the end. The only disappointment was the Tanahashi match, I was expecting more. Questions have to be asked about what he can still do now. Which, uh, I guess, I'll tell you what, one break in the consistent pattern of Tanahashi, and the world's crumbling down. Oh, oh. That's my knee jerking. <laughs> Does that happen all the time? At my age, yes. Yeah. Andy Howard says, First pay per view I've watched, and it was awesome. The headbutts are ouch, but the show flew by. Unlike the WWE Big Four with their two hour pre show and four hour main show, would definitely watch another. So that's quite interesting from a first time listener. And uh, wrapping up the feedback, John Haddock, a great man, hey. designs a hell of a book cover, <laughs> says, Hey there, gents. This show from top to bottom was a great card, one of the best Wrestle Kingdom cards in the past couple of years. Every year I look forward to this event more and more. The growth New Japan have made as a more globally accessible brand has really accelerated in the past five years and this event I think will be looked back on as a turning point for the company and their planned expansion top to bottom this was a great show 
Well, maybe except the Young Bucks, but that's a rant for another time, he says. So uh, he's speaking to you there, Carl, I believe. Tanahashi showed that he is still one of the cornerstones in New Japan. The junior heavyweight Fatal 4-Way was more fun and less of a spot fest than I thought it would turn into. Uh, Kota Ibushi was one of the standouts of the show for me. The, the guy is just so damn good, and I really hope that New Japan can see that he will be such an important part of their future and give him the chances he deserves. Jericho versus Omega? What can I say? Jericho put on one of the best performances I've seen him do in years. He just looks so content in the ring, but also felt like the days of all where he had something to fight for, rather than the super best friend stuff of the last past few years. Omega is legit one of the best workers in the world right now. I do have my issues with him, his facials for one, but the pace he can work and what he's willing to do to sell the match is outstanding. The main event of uh, Okada vs Naito was fantastic. The IWGP belt for me feels like the most prestigious belt in the world right now, and it's matches like this where two guys who wrestle with everything they have to either win the prize or defend it like Okada did is everything I want in wrestling. Storylines and characters that feel like what they are doing and what they're fighting for matters. To this end, I've decided that after this event, if there's one promotion I'm going to watch as a fan and keep up with on a regular basis from now on, it is New Japan. I've had enough of the 50-50. The McMahons are the real stars bullshit, I don't care. I want wrestling. I want high stakes and most of all I want to know that what I'm watching actually matters. They have somehow, with a roster that includes some of the best workers in the world, made me, care, uh, made me just not care anymore because in the end they will all end up the same, either fucked over by Vince, Shouted up by Stephanie, or God forbid, get the kick wham pedigree of death from trips. I will continue to watch the big shows, of course, Mania, Rumble, SummerSlam, etc., but my days of tuning into Raw, SmackDown, etc., are done. I've had enough. NXT at least has some upside, but also look at it and know when these people get called up, they're going to get taken down by the same 50-50 crap or worse. New Japan, since I first watched Wrestle Kingdom 9 with all of you around the oaken table, has opened my eyes to what I've been missing and what I love about wrestling. I'm not a WWE first fan. I'm a wrestling fan, a lifelong wrestling fan, and that's what New Japan gives me. And from now on, that's where my focus will be. So uh, I thought an interesting one to end on, because of course they are planning this... Uh, this much kind of touted expansion and kind of wanting to kind of delve into America a little bit more. There was always that kind of talk about how well this product would translate. I don't know if it's just going to be a thing where there is going to be a cap on, especially commentary talking about stuff like that, um, on how accessible this will feel like. But I know that like on access, the ratings are like doing better mm. than like the MMA stuff they're showing on there. Well. Cuban has, has spoke very uh, very glowingly about it, hasn't he? Which yeah. which can only mm -hmm. be a good thing going forward. I mean, you know, there there may be a a natural ceiling. I, I mean, obviously, I think people get can sometimes get caught up in the notion of well, New Japan are number two, so if they can ex expand in the states, you know, yeah. they are number two, but they're they're number two by a distance, you know. Yeah, it's it's not it's not like it, it's any sort of real promotional rivalry, you know, yeah. in, in earnest. Um, yeah, it doesn't and need to be. No, and, and there, yeah. there, there may be a natural, a natural, the same natural. There, there may be a ceiling on it, which might be relatively low. But if they can boost business even a little bit and you know get a few more eyeballs on it, as long as they're not, as long as they're not losing money doing it, then what's the harm? Yeah. It, yeah, it's, it's the obvious reason of uh, the key reason of uh, bringing like Jericho in is obviously trying to uh, get extra eyes on that. It's also uh, another reason why. Uh, Beyond just talent-wise, why they're they're pushing o Omega so hard because he's going to be. It's, whilst, it's why it's why it's why they created the yeah, belt. It's it's it's, yeah. it's whilst obviously uh, Okada Knight are going to be their guys. Omega is going to be the door that opens a lot of people to watch it because he's got at least over in America and so on. Uh, he's the name that they're hearing a lot more often. Also, a little thing I kind of noticed uh, with the show and also kind of watching Dash afterwards was actually just how many 
uh, American or just English-speaking wrestlers that actually get in on that roster now. Uh, even in like the kind of uh, the the Finleys and stuff like they have in the lower rosters, they're, they're actually getting a lot more English-speaking guys on there than they've ever had before, as far as I'm aware. So it's like that seems to be like a a deliberate notion of like uh, you know a deliberate attempt to actually get like more American eyes on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The relatability, absolutely, on it. So um, yeah, I, I agree with you. I think there's a class scene. You know, that we, let's not get too carried away that thinking that there's you know that's oh god, all they gotta do is put them on Monday nights. That's it. They'll win. It's it's, it's not it's not it's it's, it's not going to be like that. And to be honest, I don't want them to because I want. I'm quite happy. New Japan. If only they did a show on Monday nights. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like I'm I'm quite happy. Just, Someone get Hulk Hogan's name. Yeah. I'm just quite. Oh God. <laughs> it's your band. <laughs> don't. It's time for a car to lay don't. down. Bro. Yeah. <laughs> don't. Don't even joke about it. It's it's um. I'm quite happy. New Japan just staying in their own bubble, doing their own thing. Don't give a fuck what the other guys are doing. Just do your own thing, yeah. and we'll continue to watch you because you're fantastic. Let the WWE fucking screw themselves over. You just concentrate on yourselves. There is no one above you. There's no one behind you. There's no one either side of you. You're your own fucking thing. Just concentrate on that. What I love about the kind of situation with New Japan, and I am interested to see the growth this year. But one of the things that I really love about this current situation is something that TNA. <laughs> could never do could never do and and it's hard but the people the, the great thing about New Japan is that you've got a faith in the show that is fun as a wrestling fan because there's that thing where you know no one believed at least not at least I never did that Tina had a prayer of being competition for the WWE and I don't necessarily and, and the, the business elements are almost irrelevant when it comes to this one too but the point I'm making is you can watch New Japan and feel like it is Major League and it is the best in the world. If, if, if it is for you and you love it, it's great. Look, um, I would assume we've probably got a lot of stick uh, from listeners about how we talk about indie wrestling a lot of the time. My thing I say all the time is that, that the significance of it and the, um, I can't even remember why in fucking words, the relevance of it. Um, and if one, given the way the business is now with, with, I'm, not, I'm thinking North America and Europe with the obviously the internet and the accessibility of shows and does everyone knows what everyone's probably heard the name New Japan now so now it's a case of just putting some on putting on something like a Jericho versus an Omega which is going to create a cachet to pique that interest of these that segment of the audience and from there that'll get okay then Omega means more so it's always going to be a casual element to it I mean you're not going to be competing with WWE you're not going to be huge numbers but if there's one company given the way that they can make their money through New Japan World if one company is going to get a boost from TV in North America more than most I'd probably say it is New Japan um, obviously it's got the it's just because th 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 this the smart mark audience who will say buy a fucking, they'll buy a fucking Bullet Club t-shirt when yeah. they don't watch them yeah. that audience will I mean how the significance of that audience and is open for debate because obviously we think it's probably given the nature of its casualness, it's they'll dip in and out anyway. But there's a familiarity, there's a name recognition that's going. So it's, it's a thing over time. Maybe in three years' time, they put on a match with I don't know fucking anyone. Roman Reigns because he just got fired, so and, and his cousins have got him in or something. Um, that'll mean something, you know. I'm saying it's an example. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That that'll mean a lot. It's the, the, the prestige level of New Japan is that's the one thing that is in this current climate that is actually probably 
is stands to gain because it's got the legitimacy. It's got mm. it's, it is in its own world. It's not competitive because of that. That's yeah, why I would yeah. say it's dangerous. They don't want to have too many Americans because what you're doing then is you saying, oh well, these guys are fucking. That's your compar if that's your comparison level. Okay, got Jericho. Okay, we know that. But then the rest of these guys, they fucking suck. He's a switchblade guy. Yeah, they're, 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 they're any guys. What's, so, what's Lance Hood doing there? So if, if, if one company's going to get a bit of, get more traction from the current climate, from a little bit of exposure, it's going to be New Japan because mm. the quality of the product, the legitimacy of the product, um, and just the prestige of it, and that, that'll snowboard. What's the ceiling on that? Who knows? Because given the modern makeup of the world, of the internet, and accessibility of cell phones, it's, yeah. yeah. So I, I, I don't know what the ceiling is, but there is, if anyone's going to, I'm not saying peak business, but if anyone's going to get a growth, yeah, then it's yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. and, and and actually, just to tie into to what you said at the beginning, you said you're uh, following this a lot more. Yeah, I mean, I said my frustrations: the lack of creativity in wrestling, the lack of paid by numbers. It's just this fucking fan wank. I like that phrase now. Nature of it. New Japan at its core is still a proper pro wrestling company. They don't insult its audience, and they don't pretend to jerk it off either. Um, and as a consequence, at least people in Japan are paying to watch it, and it looks like it's getting more of a. But characters, the characters, the Japanese ones in particular are interesting. I love the gear, there's effort, there's thought, there's, they're, they're different characters, they work different styles. What happens matters. What happens during a match matters, never mind the fucking booking. So um, if there's a company that I'm going to watch more of over the coming year to fill a gap that I'm missing at the minute, then it will mm -hmm. be New Japan. Yeah. Carl, before we hand to you, G, Carl, your kind of uh, perspective on this show, I guess, as a whole, and, and kind of outlook going forward. Uh, on the whole, yes, it's another thoroughly enjoyable show. But and I, but I expected I expected no different going in. So you know, and and although I watched it in in stage, it's a bit hard for me to sort of re give it an honest assessment of whether or not I felt like the show drags. I didn't watch it in one go, but. I, I never had an issue with any of the pacing of any of the matches. It all, it all, you know, mm. the, the individual matches sort of flew by for me. And yeah. I, you know, in the case of of Suzuki and Goto, completely immersed myself in it. Um, you know, yeah, I've, I've the concerns the wrong word. I'm, I'm curious to see where they go with with Okada now because I don't. I don't naturally see anything, but that, like we said before, that's not to suggest that there, there isn't a good plan going forward. So no, I don't know if anybody in know. the world believes it's another got a chance. Yeah. Oh no, no one believes. <laughs> so that's no, going to be a no tough one, match. No, no one believes that, but you know, I'm, I'm sort of talking over the next six months or so. Yeah, but, yeah. but you know, even if I'm not sure of where they're going, I'm still looking forward to, to the to the journey, so to speak, yeah. and sort of picking up on. Um, on John's comments there, you know, I think I've, I've maybe mentioned this before on other podcasts. If wrestling is is what you want, and you want something that feels a, a bit more of a, a a contest, as you know, a sporting backdrop to it, there is wrestling out there to be found, and, and New Japan is the is the prime example of that. So you know, I I've watched it pretty frequently over the last twelve months. I'll continue to watch it frequently, certainly more so than. Uh, more so than I, than I do the E these days. So you know, it's, you know more power to them. Hopefully the the US expansion goes well, and you know, we'll get some great matches in the coming year. Do you think actually, in terms of when it comes to those guys who are on the internet all the time, uh, spoiling themselves on the results and everything, 
do you think that the actual language barrier actually works in New Japan's favour because it doesn't seem like as much stuff is leaked out or presumed through New Japan. Like, I, I did not know Jericho was arriving there at all. I didn't know this or that because there's that language barrier there. That, that, there's like that... There, there Gardeners that, that used to God, exist. Yeah, there's gardeners that used to exist in proper pro wrestling and it's that thing <laughs> of like... And it's just that thing of like there doesn't seem to be that easy flow of information that seems to that you can instantly find on the internet. I'm always surprised by what I'm seeing, you know, because something like an Okada Naito for that finish that would have been probably spoiled if it was in WWE, where it's like, oh yeah, FYI, the plans are Okada is going forward. Here we're kind of like watching it like we're assuming Naito is going to win, but they're going to pull the rug underneath us and actually stick with the ace and so on and so forth. It seems like the language barrier actually kind of works in their favour when it comes to that small percentage of the of the viewers mm -hmm. that may be watching. Where it just seems to be maybe a slight lack. Oh, Kieran's going to uh, come yeah, in a minute. Right. Uh, seems, seems to be like a lack of information there, which will actually benefit New Japan in feeling much more fresh and uh, unpredictable. Uh, I don't know. You might you might not know better than me, but I would assume first of all, it, yeah, it's in Japan, so there's less people to leak it. Yeah. Also, they don't cater to it like the Edo which is yeah. what fucking drives me insane yeah. Yeah, um, absolutely. it's just it's, it's, it is isolated from normal media sources so yeah. to get into um, the uh, public domain it takes okay for that for that finish so okay say for the finish of um, Jericho and, or anything from or say Jericho's debut or anything from the for fucking Jericho I think if that gets leaked it's only going to be Callus Jericho Omega mm. um, and it's anyone else within that company there's less inclination so it's, it's a bit yeah. of both it's naturally it's, it's more of an, an island unto itself because it isn't in Japan but also they don't fucking cater towards it and yep. pander towards it like yeah. they do so. and, and, and also I think that the, the nature of the company with Ghetto as Booker as a wrestler Kenny Omega did an, a, 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 um, an interview on Wrestling Observer Radio which I will also be on this week, yeah. by the way. You're on the Wrestling Observe Radio? Though? Yeah, did you know? Actually, by the time this is up, I'll probably be on there by then. Oh, what day? What, when are you on? It'll be th uh, Thursday uh, 11th, I believe, Thursday, January. Thursday yes, the 11th of January. On Thursday the 11th Observer. of January. Omega did an interview, and he mentioned that other than Ghetto, the only people that actually know what's going on is Tanahashi and Nagata, and that's it. They don't tell anybody anything. Yeah, Okada. Yeah, it's like tenure, I guess. But yeah. it's just like Okada doesn't know what the fuck's going on. Like Omega will like ask him, do you know? Omega's oh nothing about anything. Yeah. They don't they don't tell anybody the finishes until the day of. They don't tell anybody the direction. They just yeah. keep it on a need to know basis because that's the way it works. So you haven't got. You don't have fucking um, gigantic teams of yeah. writers. Teams of writers, but yeah. or then or, but also not even that. But also you got the going out to the public, uh, PR companies for the to, for the posters for, mm -hmm. for online ads for all these things that these ventures that this, the WWE is such a massive corporate entity that there's all these little ways for something to get out yeah. like fucking Barcelona the night releasing the picture of, Bar of Coutinho going to Barcelona before he's even signed for Barcelona in big companies that happens because shit in the corporate world but they've got it they've got it. they can control the flow of information tight ship yeah and like, if you control the flow of information then you've got the whole fucking yeah. world and it's beautiful because when you can control the flow of information yeah. and you can manipulate yeah. it you can yeah. have a lot of fun in that, pro wrestling that, that's, that's, that's what it's just occurred to me when, when, we, when you mentioned it about it I think that's what probably makes it so special is that it actually is old school and in, in the fact that it's not getting spoiled for us like that's, that's actually like I didn't realise why I liked it so much and it's just like it's because I've, I've, I've never spoiled it for myself when watching New Japan, I always spoil myself with WWE, where I always read the freaking reports of who's going over, whatever, what's the odds of betting odds, like that gives a shit, and all that stuff. But New Japan, I never do it. I just watch the shows. 
and that's why I invite, and so I'm always surprised by the results or you know or I'm like that, yes that was the right result I wanted to get and stuff like that but I'm not going yes that was the result they said they were going to do and you know it's just uh, I think that's what like hones in on me for it I, I just kind of realise that now it's like I don't spoil it for myself and they don't spoil it for me which is even more important from what uh, Kieran was mentioning with WWE and their shower of shite that just runs downhill onto us in the gutter um, but it's just um but just to say what everyone else uh, w was uh, finalising on, uh, I thought the show, I thought the show was excellent. Um, I know uh, there was some criticism. Some people uh, were saying that um, it wasn't as good as last year's show. Um, I think maybe outside of this spectacle that was Okada um, Omega, which has got the six stars and everything, so it had that extra like eyes on it for that reason. There wasn't anything for me on this card that quite reached that level that much because it was a spectacle. But as a show on the whole, I thought this was this was better. I think this might have been the best Wrestle Kingdom I've seen because outside of, of, of for me, a, a weak Tanahashi match, which was unfortunate, and a useless freaking six-man uh, gauntlet match, I thought the rest of the show ranged from good to absolutely excellent. And I thought my, like my top four matches of the Fatal 4-Way, the awesomeness of Suzuki, and the two main events, I just thought just elevated this show of just like, yeah, WWE, don't even bother trying. Because <laughs> you're not going to do it until the Velvetine dream returns. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even think you could say. Yeah, that. I know. I'm sorry, the show was too good. It was too good. But on that note, I want to thank you guys for the feedback. I want to thank everybody for listening. We've had a great time talking about Wrestle Kingdom 12 uh, from Japan Pro Wrestling, and of course, we will be back soon. So for G John Chase, I'm so glad I bought a new Japan World as well. For Kyono Rock. Hi. <laughs> and for Carl Jones. Mr. Spackle! <laughs> <laughs> I'm Leroy Rock and we're out of here. Talk to you again soon! <laughs>